Where is your boy tonight? I've got mine right here. This is From Under the Dork Tree, your go-to source for the band Fallout Boy and emo music from the early 2000s. I'm your host, Eric, and with me as always is the Pete to my Patrick, Mick. What's up, buddy? Yeah, it's 420. Yeah, we're recording on 420, (laughs) my favorite holiday. You're like, you're incoherent right now. I wish, bro, I... You know what? So fuck you for making me spend my 420 doing a fucking podcast. Making I didn't make you do anything. You're the one who wanted to do the fucking podcast in the first place. Yeah, on just every Thursday. Oh my god. Which is what we normally record. We should have had the hindsight to know that 420 was gonna be on a Thursday. It's my it's my own problem. It's I didn't call off of work. I should have called off of work. <laughs> I don't know why you're complaining. You're so fucking high out of your mind right now. Your face is all red and puffy and you can barely see. <laughs> well that's because I've had so much salt this morning. <laughs> I'm just bloated. That sounds so good. Salt? <laughs> just you ever like take like, like a <laughs> piece of meat and just dip it in salt? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's so good. You're like a horse where they got the little salt licks. <laughs> yeah, and it's on your balls. I was, just, I was gonna <laughs> say. I was thinking it. I'm just gonna let you finish it. What a great podcast we have. Yeah, man. I think this, this is, is my the last artistic episode. integrity. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're just. I'm out. I'm done. Yes. What's going on? Nothing much, man. How are you? It's what today. It's 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 I don't know. You are high. You, I, can- <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to go take a break right now and just go, you know, get blazed. And so, I'll come back after the break. Touch so some grass. Have you have you smoked any weed today? No. Are you lying? I'm not lying. I, I swear to God. Well, why not? Why didn't you? Because I was just finished. I just got done working like an hour ago. You're listening to From Under the Dork Tree. Today we're going to be covering the 2008 masterpiece, Folly Ado. Um... And we're gonna be smoking some weed. No, I'm not. you're not. You're not. I'm not. I hate smoking weed. I, uh, I, I cannot consume. I will go crazy. But you do. You go crazy and like just stab me in the head. <laughs> Several times. Yeah, yeah. Happened. With your penis. Jesus. But yeah. In your mouth. <laughs> so yeah. So today, as Mick mentioned, uh, we are going to be covering the track by track listen of 2008 album Foley Adieu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mick, how was it like? Did you like last week's episode where we covered the? Uh, the singles and the music videos? Did you watch any of the videos over again? Did I like the episode? Well, did you like the singles and the videos? I think you've ever asked me that before. Do you like like any of the episodes that we do? Yeah, I like the episodes. I think we do a good job. Do you even listen to the episodes? I do. do. I really do. This is something that Eric has been giving me shit about because he doesn't think I listen to the episodes. And I told him that there was, it was like the track by track for Infinity on High. I did not listen to all the way and I've not heard the end of it. It's it's just this now I have a reputation for not listening to the podcast even though I listen to every episode. You do have a reputation. You're the bad boy from <laughs> under the dork tree. Yeah, I am the Pete to your Patrick. That right? is true. Jesus. Which I know I think we need to change that because I think we did establish that I'm more of the Pete than the Patrick. But yeah, I think we're already what twelve episodes in. We can't even. Change Anytime it. you post something, you tag me as Pete. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Why can't I be Andy? Aren't I more like Andy than anyone? Because they don't take pictures of Andy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Am I more like Andy? Is that like a, am I, I don't is think, that too highly to think of myself that yeah, I'm like Yeah, I think Andy? you're kind of, you're casting yourself up a little bit. You're not, you're not the Andy, buddy. Big, strong, handsome man. He is the coolest looking member out of all, all of them. He's the scariest looking. That's true. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so do you want to go into the episode breakdown for today? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said earlier, we're going to be going track by track, all 13 tracks. Yeah, we're not doing the, the deluxe. We're not going to do the deluxe. And there is like a the bonus track at the beginning. That's Lullaby. Did you see that? There's like a... that. Yeah, that's off of a deluxe. It's not the actual release. Okay. So, so do you know about that song? Did you look at... Look, we can cover it really quickly. Okay. It's supposed to be like the lullaby for his son. Yeah, because at this point, yeah, Pete has his first kid with yeah. uh, Ashley Simpson. Uh-huh. So maybe we'll, we'll save that for like a bonus episode or something. Yeah, if we ever decide to do a bonus episode. Who knows if we will. <laughs> but, wink, wink, listener. 
Um, but yeah, we'll go we'll, we'll go track by track, and then you know we'll the same format we've always done basically. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll here's what you know. You tune in to from under the dork tree. You know, you're gonna get a track by track breakdown of all the songs. <laughs> you're gonna hear us say one of two things. This is really good, or this sucks, or this is a strong chorus. <laughs> I feel like that's my my fallback. Is that's a strong chorus, and then you'll hear us go on fifteen minute tangents about things that mostly have nothing to do with Fallout Boy. Yeah, more so like what mobile games we're playing yeah. at the moment. <laughs> I will ask you: Did you prepare your listed favorite in order of of the songs? Yes, you know I what did, I mean. Right here, I see that. Yeah. Just a picture of your penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll wrap up our final thoughts on this record, and we'll, we'll yeah. be going home. Yeah, we didn't have any kind of uh, listener mail, but I do believe we had one correction. Um, it's by user Gabby, uh, who kind of reached out and said that we had a... a like, I don't, I don't... Honestly, I was not even paying attention when she, when she was talking to me, so I will follow up, but Jesus. we don't have any corrections as of right now. Listen to women. Okay, I will. I do. I do. I don't want to know history. I want to know her story. Okay. <laughs> I do have one pseudo correction. Okay. And it's from a couple episodes ago. We were talking about the shortest titles of Fall Out Boy songs. Okay. And we established that XO was tied for shortest with the song 27. Yes. And I said 27 was on Infinity on High. It's not. It's clearly on this record. Yeah, that, um, that dog turd of a song is on this album. <laughs> don't say that. I'm just kidding. This is my Spo- favorite. Spoiler alert. This is my favorite record of all time. Go to fucking hell. Don't even start. No, I'm not going to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Have I'm you been taking Jesus as my savior? I'm not going to hell. <laughs> um, I can't go to hell. The devil has a restraining order on me. Oh god. Is that, is that those, a Pete Wentz lyric? No, I was looking at um. You know what I love? I know you love this too. Uh-huh. Um, like cringy shirts where it's like yes. just a wall of text. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was spent a good um five to six hours just scrolling through Twitters. Wow. And you say I don't work. <laughs> it's my day off, goddamn. All right, all right. Well yeah, um well do you wanna just like get into it? We're gonna just get balls deep into this album. Jesus. Well, give the fans what they want. Have you been consuming any media? Oh, yeah. God, I'm so off today. It's because it's 420 <laughs> and I haven't smoked. That's what it is. Sure. Yes. Okay, so media consumption. Um yeah, I've started a new TV show. Uh okay. I, I for the longest time, I feel like I was like a person who's like, oh, I don't watch TV. And now I just watch it constantly. So I started watching Arrested Development. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you? No, I just I've been uh, skirting around Arrested Development a lot. I feel like I've been watching a little Arrested uh-huh. Development type stuff. We'll get into it later in the episode. But what do you what do you, what would tell me about your Arrested Development experience? We're already I'm already into season three. It's good. It's a good show. I, I used to watch. I maybe watched a few episodes back in the day when it was first mm-hmm. out. But, um, you know, it's I was like. This is a weird, like a weirdly surreal comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. It's it's really good. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays Job. Uh, d- uh, da, 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 the voice of Bat- Lego voice Batman. Of, yeah, yeah. The voice of Lego Batman. Yeah, Lego know. Batman <laughs> is great. He's a great character. Yes, that's a. Um, uh, what's his name? It doesn't matter. Uh, he was on Happy Days. What? Ralph Mouth. No, yeah, never it mind. is Ralph Mouth. You're right. The, the orange haired guy. <laughs> yes. Sit on it. Um, yeah, I would just say that like. The show itself is like a really weirdly topical show, like mm-hmm. for the time, because it's like there's these jokes about like Saddam Hussein in it, <laughs> and it's like a weird like post nine eleven show. So everyone's sort of like, oh yeah, the army's in this. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it's you know like the most popular little uh, time capsule for when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Kind of the most popular TV show right now is Succession. 
a oh, show okay. I don't think either oh, you one yeah. of you wa- we don't watch it. Right. It's a little it's I get like really douchey vibes from yeah. it. It's about like a rich family and right. the the hierarchy of how they run their business a little bit. Arrested Development is kind of like the opposite of that. It's or, a, like a bunch of poor people who are pseudo rich but losing all their money. Um that is a good point, yeah. though. It's sort of like if uh, if Succession had like a or like a if Arrested Development had like a DC reboot, yeah, like it would be Succession. But yeah, it's like the dark version of of Arrested Development. It is weird, also, that Michael Sarah looks so young, mm-hmm. and that, the fact that he looks like a normal person, like he sort of like after after Arrested Development, like he starts he goes on to do Super Ad and all of the movies that you know we all love, mm-hmm. but like he sort of starts to look like a caricature of himself, like he just like his chin disappears. Which yeah. is strange that he loses his chin from fourteen to however he is, <laughs> however old he is now. He looks kind of like he lived in New York for too long. He gets kind of yeah. like like weird hipster kind of looks like he's been. He's either he's either smoking too many cigarettes or he's constantly in a room where someone is like people are smoking cigarettes. You yeah, know? his face is like melting. Uh-huh. It's it's very strange. But anyways, uh, what con- what media have you been consuming? I, I just want to Arrested Development is genius. I, I didn't okay. know that you never like really watched it mm-hmm. before. Um, it's kind of like the it's the Arrested Development walked so all these other like sitcoms. Absolutely, you ever notice that like like it feels like after Arrested Development, every sitcom had a ten person cast. Yes, you know like Parks and Rec and and uh, you know I can't, all of those like kind of those like Modern uh, Family, The Office. Yeah, The Office. They all kind of I think stole a lot from what Arrested Development was doing. That is a very interesting point because I think that Arrested Development was like the first one of those like big ensemble shows. Yeah. I should have a podcast about Arrested Development. I have a lot of thoughts. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, okay, my media consumption, I've had hundreds, maybe thousands of people reach out to me about what I think the um, my finalist prediction for the uh, 2003 NBA championship is going to be. Okay. Um, as of this recording, Kawhi Leonard is not going to be playing in uh, Game 3. Right? No, not no. suspended. He just, just hurt. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry, I just cut you off. Uh, I, would, I'm, uh, I really like the Suns in that series, despite um, losing Game 1. Uh, I think you. I think we get a Suns Nuggets Western Conference Final, and I think the Suns win. Um, and in the East, I think despite Giannis being a little banged up right now, I think you get the kind of chalk uh, Celtics uh, Bucks final, and I think we have Suns Celtics. I think Suns win in seven. That's my official. I'm putting it. I'm putting it in stone. Suns in seven. Two thousand <laughs> okay. against the Celtics. Against the Celtics. Yeah. Okay. Um, listener, if if that's correct, let him know. He can email him at dorktreepod at gmail.com, or you can just reach out to him on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, let me know if you guys got any basketball thoughts. We should I, do like a, uh, like I was, I was telling you, we should do like a March Madness bracket. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, no, that's a stupid idea. It, it's, well, it's, For Fall Out Boy songs. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think it's um, it, um an hour and a half before we were start to re- we needed to record. I thought it was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. It's not really good for a mm-hmm. uh, an auditory medium. Yeah. I'll say, look, if you're out there, you're a sports fan. Um you're probably not listening to Fallout Boy <laughs> yeah, because true. Fallout Boy is for dorks and people who like sports are cool dudes. That is no, true. No, I don't believe that. They're just different kinds of dorks. It's a weird intersection. You're just a dork about sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. That's my media consumption. Okay. Suns and seven. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you my NHL uh, prediction next week. Oh, breaking news also, listener. Uh, sports adjacent news. Uh, Las Vegas is going to be getting the Oakland A's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you see where they're going to put the stadium? Yeah. It's like right next to the Raiders Stadium. That's going to yeah. be insane. I think they're knocking down the Rio, essentially. Good. The Rio <laughs> fucking sucks. This is Las Vegas Geography and uh, Las Vegas Sports, the podcast. Hey, no, RIP if you're working at that fucking In-N-Out over on, uh, what, Harmon? Oh, my God. Are you going to be a baseball fan? 
No, baseball sucks. Are no, you? I don't say that. I would be. I would. I would say that if I would. Uh, if we got a sports team, I would become like an NBA fan. If we got like an NBA team, mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I don't have the patience for baseball. I don't think. Ah, well, you yeah. Know. You're. Let, you're more of a Fallout Boy fan. I'm more of a sports fan. Let's yeah, just say that's fair. You know what I mean. All right. Well, here we're <laughs> gonna take a quick break, and then uh, after we come back, we're gonna refresh our drinks and get right into the album Folia Do. I'm gonna make Eric smoke some weed. Oh yeah, I will go smoke some weed. Okay, bye. We're back. Uh, so before we get into it, Mick, I know that you had uh, showed me an image of one of uh, our our listeners' rooms. <laughs> Do you want to explain to the to the listeners what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, if you're a follower of our Instagram, I would be on the lookout. I will post. We will post this image. Um, listener of the show, super fan, if you will. <laughs> she is super fan. Um, she's also my wife. <laughs> Uh, showed me a, a very a great Im- a very cool image of her bedroom around the time this record came out. Um, she, uh, my my beautiful wife, uh, let me know uh, you know weeks ago. I've always known that she liked Fallout Boy. This was never up for you know. I I always knew that she was a big Fallout Boy right. fan. I just didn't know the extent of the. Of she always how much- hinted at it, but she never made yes. it clear. Um, so I think I think we tease it a little bit. I just uh, uh, just be on the lookout for uh, uh, an image of a Fallout Boy super fan's bedroom coming you, up here soon. Yeah, no, like as we've talked about, like I run the Instagram, so like I'm very much plugged into like the hashtags of all of all the Fallout Boy <laughs> uh, images, and I will say that this image of Sam's room fits right in with those kind of posts. Like, yes. So if you have like a a username like you know, Hurley X Troman heart. Like, and I know you do cause I follow you all on Instagram. You will love this image. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Um, and then before we go into this, I know we talked about the, the Peter Wentz scale of horniness, uh-huh. um, to kind of shorten things up, uh, from now on, I'm only going to mention the songs that get a five. Okay. Um, just so it's more like, you know, cause nobody wants to, nobody gives a shit about a half horny song, you know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, nobody wants to hear about horniness. Well, that's, that's a lyric you. from that's a lyric from uh, the song we're gonna be about to talk about, "Disloyal Order of the Buffaloes." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so let's get into it then. Uh, track one, "Disloyal or Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes." It's a hard thing to say. Yeah, disloyal. Try and say that five times right now. Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes. Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes. I see. I have to sound really <laughs> slow. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it and we'll play a quick clip for you guys right now. Track one, "Folly Ado." <laughs> Disloyal Order of the Water Buffaloes. I have no idea. <laughs> Let's jump right in. Let's track it down. And yeah, so not a bad song. I actually I actually like this song. Great song. I really I, I, I we 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 like this song. Um let's talk about the title. Do you know where the title is from? No. Is it from No, go ahead. Please. <laughs> it is from uh, the Flintstones. We are oh, once really? again talking about the Flintstones. Oh, is, is that like his Grand Poobah thing? Like his yeah, little... it's the Loyal Order of the Water Buffaloes. Oh. And this is kind of like their, in the Flintstones universe, it's kind of like their Shriners or um, it's kind of like... Uh, You're a Shriner. I am a Shriner, yeah. yes. And you are a member of the He-Man Woman Haters, <laughs> yeah. which is also kind of like one of these men's clubs. Um, no, no, no. I'm for, no, I'm, that's, that's what, what, Little Rascals? He men w- women haters. Yeah, that's, that's what, uh, uh, um, married with children. No, no, you're thinking of no ma'am. Yes, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. Is God, that th- yeah? The no ma'am was like that little uh, what's it called? Like 
It's like the female symbol with the X. Yeah. It. You used and to wear like, that shirt all the time. I, yeah, yeah. I used to wear that married with children <laughs> shirt. I'm 35. I'm not 50. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, you know, these are just examples of like in pop culture that kind of yeah. like these men's clubs. But I mean, obviously this is the disloyal order of the water buffaloes instead of the loyal order of the buffaloes. Who are they disloyal against? We don't really know. Women? Probably. probably knowing the 60s, Pete. yeah. Um, what, so you like this song. Yeah, no, I like this song. Um, you like the strong chorus? Strong chorus. Um, <laughs> I I remember when this came out, making fun of Fall Out Boy because I was at you know we talked about it, I was no mm-hmm. longer a big fan, and I would make fun of the whole like detox just to retox mm-hmm. part. I was like, that's so cheesy, and that's kind of what I figured like Fall Out Boy was at that point. Yeah. Um, but there are some good lyrics in this. Like Pete, you know, he's he's a little corny, but you know, he does have some good <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, I mean, look, when this song came out, two thousand eight. I was 20. So uh, the detox just the retox was a little bit of like the, on the corny side of lyrics to me. But now, you know, we've matured. We've really grown we've into, all been to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> we've grown into ourselves a little bit. I think we can appreciate just kind of like um, what they're going for. Like you talked about last week, this whole record and you can hear it in this song. Big kind of arena rock, classic rock vibes. They're going with for with this it. album. So, so many classic rock influences. Uh huh. Um, I want to talk about one lyric really yeah. quick. It's a uh, just paraphrase. Uh, P- Patrick says, "What a match! I'm half doomed, and I, and you're semi sweet." I have that lyric also <laughs> written down. Do you want to read the quote that Pete gave about that? No, no, I didn't. I don't have that. <laughs> um, so this is the quote. He says, if, uh, "This is about anyone you feel close to." Uh, for me, sometimes it was a girl, but honestly, most of the time it was Patrick. Uh, so there's a lot of this is a reoccurring theme. Uh-huh. This a lot of this record is Pete talking about Patrick. Yeah, like, so I, I don't think that we kind of, I think with older bands like this, you sort of just begin to think of them as like actual good friends. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, that's not always true. Like, it's always like, you know, like, say, for instance, like Bono and the Edge, don't fucking hang out, you know? Um, <laughs> I've heard some video of them hanging out, though. It's pretty crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> touching penises <laughs> <Alive>. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. I So, like, with this, I really do kind of feel like they're, they're buddies. I don't think they probably hang out as much, but, and we'll get into this with the, like, the sort of hiatus episodes. But I, I heard a, I, I read a quote somewhere that like Pete and Patrick like paid for each other's houses. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if it was like a sort of like a gentleman's agreement kind of thing. OK, uh, but yeah, it's so we'll talk about it. I'll get more deep into it in the uh, the hiatus episodes. But yeah, they're still like good friends. And the whole like Patrick Pete like shipping. I can see why people online did it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like referencing to each other on it. Yeah, I know it's hard to, you know, if you're it is, it's it's. It's hard to maintain any sort of adult friendship for as long as they have. As and, long as we have? Yeah, as long as we have. And also, you're like, your livelihood rep, rep, uh, depends on it, yeah, true. too. You know, there's a lot of things going on, and you're changing. You, you know each other when you're teenagers, and you grow into your 40s and stuff. So Yeah, and you're, especially if you're doing, like, a creative thing together. Yeah, I'd say all things considered, uh, they have, they, I, they, they really, there's no, there's not been a giant blow up. There hasn't been, like, a, they hate each other. This isn't, like, a Liam and Noel Gallagher situation, you <laughs> yeah. know? Well, no, I do think that there are there were some sort of not like punch ups between the mm-hmm. two of them, but like especially on this album, like they they were not in a great place. So like there's like a, a quote where like Patrick's like, "Yeah, I threw something across the room," because <laughs> Pete was like talking about just some some a random, pillow, like, yeah, like a, yeah, right, his teddy bear. Yeah, he. They, I guess they got into like a disagreement about something really like minor, and Patrick like threw something across the room. So Patrick just has tears in his eyes. Yeah, 
He threw his fedora across the room. <laughs> like a uh, random task. Oh, yeah. uh, no, not random. <laughs> Odd job. Odd job. He throws his shoe. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, but I, I did write down like, uh, what a match. I'm half doomed. You're, but you're swimming sweet. Like, I just thought it was a good lyric. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have another lyric where um, part of the chorus where it's imperfect boys with their perfect lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wants to hear you sing about tragedy. Yeah. Do you think that's more of like an actual response to them being like, hey, you guys are millionaire multi-millionaires you can't write emo songs anymore yeah we all know you can pull tang yeah pretty much i think uh, one of the themes of this record is going to be again fame of course of course yes but i think they're a little bit more aware of it they're like we're all of a sudden famous and we don't really feel like we should be famous which is you know i guess a theme they've always had but yeah now they're a little bit like um no one no one wants to hear me be sad you know like yeah but there are some funny there's a there's a couple of other lyrics so I do. I will say, like Pete does have a lot of good like one liners in this mm-hmm. album. So I've written down a bunch of lyrics. So listener, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go over a bunch of lyrics for you. <laughs> sorry for talking about Fallout Boy too much in our yeah, Fallout yeah. Boy podcast. Yeah. Uh, so also, so do you not hear like at the very beginning of this song, the the piano chords that they're playing, like mm-hmm. dun dun. It sounds like fucking Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> I, I didn't get that, but I believe you. Dude, like, it's it's so crazy. And I'm just like, I was like, looking, listening to it like over and over. I was like, that is some classic rock song that I've heard a million times. Yeah. And what is it? And so I I, t- I finally figured out, like, it's it's The Who and Bob O'Reilly. The, the Who. Dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, again, lots of classic rock. And it's not stopping with this song. Pretty much every song has some reference to a classic rock thing. Pretty so. much. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So do you want to get into it? Do you have anything else for this before we go into the next song? No, it's a great song. I really like this song. Um, yeah, we can keep going. Yeah. Okay. So next song is, a uh, one of the singles we covered last week. It is the song. I don't care by the band fallout boy. Let's mm-hmm. put a little bit in here right now. There you go. There's that rock and roll. I want to hear. Yeah. You love that. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. Nothing's changed. I still like the song. That's insane. And, and I agree. It's insane. You're just trolling me. That's I swear to God, is. I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. I swear to God, I'm not. I really do like this song. And Put, I don't I've know got a Bible happened. right here. Put your hand on this Bible. <laughs> and swear to God. That's your penis. It's like one of those, like you, um, like the popcorn trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sonically, obviously, we talked about the Norman Greenbaum spirit in the sky. Yes. Um, have you ever watched the music video for that? No, I didn't even know there was a music video for it's it. A bunch of fucking hippies hanging out in, out the, in field. the field. Yeah. Oh god, that's yeah. You, <laughs> of course, that's, that's what exactly I was just thinking. Like yeah, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros uh-huh. just like running around. Uh, Spirit in the Sky is the best religious song ever. The best song about the uh, Judeo-Christian faith ever written. Yeah, I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, there was another. Uh, so another song that took Spirit in the Sky from the year prior to this, uh, mm. Goldfrap. You remember Goldfrap, that band? No, I'd have to hear it. Let me see. You want to go ahead and play it? Yeah, I'll play it right now. Um, Another good song, another Christian song, is the Jesus is a Friend of Mine by um, that... What's that? It's that dumb little ska band, that little fake Christian... No. No. (laughs) Um, Oh, what's the name of it? I can't... I'm I'm drawing a blank. We'll add it in the show notes. I'll I'll post it. Under Oath? No. (laughs) All right. Well, here's uh, Ooh La La by the band Goldfrap. Came out in 2007, I believe. Okay. Or 2005. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to listening to this because I don't really know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, this song. Yeah, you know this song. Yeah, this is like, this is a commercial song. Yeah. It's like, it was like iPod commercial. An iPod commercial for sure. Conditioner. Yeah. Hair conditioner. Yeah, that's gold frat. Yeah, so that, that's, you know, it, 
I don't know. I wouldn't say that they probably stole this from Goldfrap, but... Yeah, one thing that women do that pisses me off... Okay, is this, where does this go? Okay, Well, so, you, the women love to post this thing like, oh, you're if you're a man, you shouldn't be using two-in-one uh, shampoo conditioner. Oh what a strange hill you've gotten yourself off. Well, I was thinking about conditioner. I'm pretty sure this was like in a like a L'Oreal commercial or something. Oh, also. okay. Um, and I just want to say, like, I fuck you. I smell fine. Have you ever? Have I ever? Wait, smelled? So you, you're saying that you want to use two in one conditioner? I'm saying I don't really want to use anything. I want to use just soap. I want to. I want to have one soap that does everything. This is a yeah. That's this is a very man take you've got here. <laughs> this is also something I've been on for a couple of years now. Is I hate how many different kinds of soap there are. Yeah, I mean, like, your skin and your hair are two different things. I w- but I wish there was just one thing to clean it all. And I do believe that I could yeah, use this. Lo- it's dish detergent. Just do that. <laughs> see, how, see how it works for you. Get real dry. Yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, I, I get you. I, I've also succumbed to that. But, you know, I'm, I'm more of a fancier man now. Yeah. You manicure. I do. Um, so, yeah, let's get into I Don't Care's PWSH scale. Uh, this is a very horny song. This is one of the <laughs> the first song on the album that has gotten the five out of five. Okay. Uh, extremely horny. Just because of like how f- sexual the music is. Well, yeah, but it's also like, you know, the the, the lyrics and the actual instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Anything that I think Spirit in the Sky, despite the fact that it's like a, a religious song, is a very horny song. <laughs> so, you know, horny for God, horny for... You know, ambient or whatever Pete loves. Uh, this is an Eric take, not mine. I am not co-signing the you idea that, that Spirit in the Sky is not a horny song. I think it's got a, a sexual so- sound to it, but I don't think the. I it's think a horny song. <laughs> You're horny for God. Yeah, I am. You're directing that at me. I am horny for yes. God. Um, I, I can do a couple of quick hitters on on this. Please, you yeah. Feel free, Go feel free to interject if yeah. Um, quote from Joe Troman saying this is our take on a ZZ Top song. Uh, I would argue it's your take on a Norman Greenbaum song. <laughs> um, a quote from Pete. Uh, this is a YouTube anthem for a YouTube generation. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> which I thought was, imagine in 2008, like, I mean, we were alive in 2008. Yes. Oh, people have short attention spans. YouTube is going to ruin everyone's attention span. True. And then uh, 15 years later, it's like, uh, our everyone's attention span is like a thousand times worse. Oh, yeah. Because of TikTok and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, follow us on TikTok, by the way. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have a TikTok now. Follow us, uh, Dork Tree Pod. Dork Tree Pod on TikTok. <laughs> um, what else do I? Got? I have a note about this song. Okay. Uh, at the end, like Pat, this is, I love Patrick's voice. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's great. I think he's a he's a voice of a generation. I know we were getting at here. He literally sounds like Michael Bolton at the end of this song. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I'm gonna play it right here. Like, it starts at 3:05. Like at the end of the final chorus, it's like it's insane. Like the the notes he hits, he just like he's hamming it up so bad. All right, let me play it real quick. I want to hear this because I love this song. Oh, that's Goldfrapp still. <laughs> Excuse me, hold on. I don't know why Goldfrapp's still playing. There we go. Put it 3:05. Woo! But you hear it right here, right? like like right there. Uh huh. But you hear it right here. Like you hear that? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like Michael Bolton, like '80s, like adult contemporary. <laughs> it's insane. I hear. It. I did not notice that, but I, I agree with your with that sentiment. I hate it. 
Um, you know, he's going off. You know, he's cooking. He is. Yeah, don't let him cook. Um, the song probably features the worst Fall Out Boy lyric of all time. Ooh, is it the one I've written down? Let the guitar scream like a fascist. No, that is a bad <laughs> lyric, though. Maybe mine's a really good lyric. Okay, let's see. What's yours? Uh, I'm not a chance, but a heat wave in your pants. So, which I'm saying, I'm assuming it just means swamp ass. Yeah. I have a heat wave in my, it is hot in the, the, office the office studio right now. Yeah. So, of course, there's a heat wave in my pants. Uh, listener, let us know which one of those two lyrics is worst. I think comparing uh, the guitar to a fascist is stupid as fuck. So. I, I did want to bring it up in that, when we talked about the video, because they're all, all like kind of dressed in very strange outfits. Yeah. Like you said, I think you, you brought it up. Like they dressed like a Hitler youth or something. Yeah, a little bit, so... Um, they're going for an aesthetic. So you still like the song? I do like the it's song. It's been a week. You've had a time it's to let it marinate. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the song. Um, I, I, I don't know why. My apologies. You should <laughs> apologize. You apologize to me. This song sucks. Uh, I, I, like I said, I kind of buy it. Them. This is one of the few times I buy them being big rock stars. It feels like they're kind of like a rock star band at this moment. Right. And I'm like into it. I'm rocking. You're rocking out. I'm taking off my bra and throwing it out on its stage. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, one last note. Yeah. This the I don't uh, I don't care what you think as long as it's about me is most likely stolen from a Nirvana lyric from the song Drain You. Oh. Uh, he says pretty much verbatim the exact same thing. Oh, really? Interesting. Big Nirvana guy. Not really. Nah, doesn't seem like your vibe. Nah, it's not. You're too handsome to like Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, a grungy monster <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest. You don't hang out at 7-Elevens. Not anymore. I'm uh, sorry to Nirvana fans. Out yeah, there. no, no. Um, do you have anything else for I Don't Care? I think that's it. Okay. Let's get into a much better song. She's My Winona, <laughs> track three. Um, This song kicks ass. Then play it then, asshole. I like the song, too. This is a great song. Who are we talking about? Who's Winona? Winona Ryder? It is. Are you guessing? Well, no. I mean, like, uh, Winona Ryder is kind of famous for being, like, Johnny Depp's kind of... Smash piece? Well, yeah, smash piece. But, like, the reason he had that stupid tattoo on his arm. Yeah, did the tattoo say, she's my Winona? Is that the tattoo? I think it said Winona forever. And then he changed it after they broke up to a wino forever. Oh, okay. Because he's an alcoholic. I might have got some bad intel. I thought that that was, he was actually just pulling this off, like, um... Yeah, no, it's a, it should, I believe it says Winona forever. It that did. would be a weird tattoo if you get, like, she's my Winona. But, like, you're just talking about someone that you're dating. Like, who are you, who are you telling that to? I guess the re- the person reading the tattoo. I guess, so. yeah, you're telling it to everybody who's reading your tattoo. Hey, look, I don't, I don't, I'm going way too deep into this. It should come to no one's surprise that Johnny Depp has stupid fucking tattoos. And bad takes yes. as well. <laughs> um, but uh, the song itself, though, I think the song is really good. Uh, I think that there's a, a lot of, like... Influenced by like current indie bands, mm-hmm. like the really twangy guitars. Yeah, that's reminding me of like, uh, you know, bands like what's that band that I don't think is great that you do like, Hot Hot Heat. <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> I'm just saying. A couple years ago, we actually we almost got into a physical altercation because yeah. you kept talking shit about Hot Hot Heat. <laughs> yeah, you at a you bar got real in my face. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like, Mostly true story. Yeah, you, you you know what I mean, though. With that kind of twangy guitar, like it's very like iPod commercial. Yeah, this whole record, they um, it seems like they don't want to commit to power chords. They don't really yeah. want, like they want to like when it's appropriate to do that. Like they will kind of when it's big arena rock time, but right. they want to like build it up with the kind of twangy kind of interesting guitar parts. Yeah, so I'm not complaining about. Not saying I love it at all times but i'm not complaining about yeah let me ask you this though with this song is this like the first dad song because the whole chorus is like 
then came a baby boy with long eyelashes. Yeah. Is this like now like Fall Out Boy where part, some of us are dads? Yeah. We're have dad rock now. Yeah. So I think most of this record was written like right before Pete's son was born yeah. or kind of during the events of uh, having a child. Yeah. I know that I, the song specifically is written, they were in uh, Argentina or some fucking country like that. Uh-huh. And Pete had to call Ashley Simpson's dad. And let oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> and let him know that he got his uh, daughter pregnant. I think that's directly the most direct influence of this song from what I read. Do you know about uh, Ashley Simpson and Jessica Simpson's dad? I do. I do not know. I can only guess. They're I, from I, Texas, right? Well, so. they were apparently like they were like big religious like people. So I don't mm. know if they, I don't know if he was a pastor or a preacher kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually, like after they got famous, he was just sort of like, hey, I'm gay and I'm going to like kind of go <laughs> off. Wait, what? <laughs> I think like, I think like he like left the church and was like, hey, I'm just I'm I've been closeted my whole life. Uh-huh. And he's like just like, hey, I've got money now. Fuck it. I don't need to go to church. Like whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's like obviously that's just bullshit, but like I think he did kind of like say like, hey, I'm cl- I've been closeted for the, a really long time. I'm out, you know. This is an open invite to uh Ashley and Jessica Simpson's father. If you want to come on the podcast and talk about uh the the being a pastor and coming out as a gay man yeah this and is an I, open forum and if i have it c- crossed and you're actually not a gay man and i'm just i'm thinking <laughs> of something completely different uh email us at dorktreepod at gmail.com with your correction it's a risky game we're playing <laughs> yeah. it's of, of it's the, gonna, i'm getting engagement though <laughs> oh there's a there's a short um a short list of professions that <laughs> outing them as gay would uh maybe <laughs> risk their career yeah a pastor is pretty high up what's on another that? one uh nfl player yeah oh boy <laughs> jesus yeah well that's not i don't i don't run the fucking nfl uh social media for an nhl team <laughs> uh what do i got here um oh here's a really interesting fact mm-hmm. that i have about this song uh while i was doing research for it um one of my uh, compatriots in the culinary universe uh called me about the process of curing egg yolks Oh yeah, and so I had a nice fifteen-minute conversation you about put it in a salt bed. Salt bed. We've been trying to do this thing where you like mill salt and sugar really fine, like in a blender, basically making it like a powder. Okay, and it, it should cover more the surface area of the egg yolk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about that for a while. Really <laughs> okay. interesting stuff about <laughs> uh, she's my Winona yeah, off yeah, the two thousand eight Fallout Boy record. Follow <laughs> you do. Uh, has this ever been used in a? a Thor MCU movie. I don't watch those movies, but I feel like this is probably in a Thor movie somewhere. I don't think Fall Out Boy is big enough to be in the, the M- MCU. That's a lie. Well, maybe, yeah, I guess that's true. Like you yeah. have to be like ACDC and shit. Yeah, they really have like, the, if you watch those movies, they have like the all-time pantheon of rock bands. It's like... You don't want anything kind of controversial. Yeah, it's like um that one Led Zeppelin song. Mm-hmm. The, I don't know what it's called, but just Google it if you're listening or paint it black by like the Rolling Stones, like right or yeah. uh, thunderstruck by ACDC. It's like this really massive, massive rock and roll. Songs. That like everybody in, in China knows. So, that's, <laughs> that's the main audience for those Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, if a fallout boy song were to be in an MCU MCU universe song, it would probably, it's probably centuries. That's probably, Oh, the, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised if centuries is featured in the upcoming Marvel movie, maybe, the Marvels, maybe Marvel TV show. They'll uh, downgrade it a little bit. We'll let to uh, rewind back to uh, MCU real quick. They, yeah. There is this Marvel's movie coming out. Have you seen anything about this? Oh, it's like Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and uh, Spectrum, right? Yes. We're hoping. I only know this because I play Marvel Snap. <laughs> well, I was going to say we're hoping to see Blue Marvel. I, there's people. Oh, yeah. there, how could you have a Marvel's movie and not have Blue Marvel? But, yeah. you know. 
Uh, Real interesting stuff here. <laughs> another lyric I had written down was, uh, they always bring up how you've changed. Mm-hmm. That's obviously, that's us. Like People like us <laughs> shitting on Fall Out Boy because they got too poppy, which I don't hate. I I don't hate this song. This is a great song. Yeah. So yeah, Fall Out Boy, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that we changed. We have gone through quite we, a transformation in these, these yeah, 13 episodes. Yeah, I went when I started this first episode, and now I'm a full-grown man. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more lyric I want to bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, the only suicidal thing is the doors. Is that a lyric? That's a lyric in this. And uh, at surface level, I'm not even you. What does that even mean? I'm thinking. He's, I think it's he's the, saying the band, the Doors. No, he's saying I myself. He's referring. To, he's saying I am no longer suicidal. Me, Pete Wentz. Uh-huh. But what is suicidal in my life are the doors of my car, like suicide oh, doors. Suicide doors, like okay. on a Lamborghini or something oh, like that's that. That's kind of cool. That's that's a very kind of like rap inspired lyric. Yes, but when you really dissect that, it's like. I have enough money now that I can buy nice cars that I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill myself. That's a very good point too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, and good for him. If I had a bunch of money, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have so many problems. Yeah, so, yeah. I wouldn't have any problems at all. Yeah. So uh, there you go. She's my Winona. <laughs> Did you have anything else for? She's my Winona. She's my Winona. He's my Eric. Uh, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> we love this song. This is a good song. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, America's Sweethearts. Another, you know, another single that we covered last week. Uh, let's yeah. get into it real quick. We still don't really like the verse. I right? hate that fucking lyric. What was the lyric? I have a lot of friends hooked on classic Coke. <laughs> I'll tell you, the people who love classic Coke, though, they will not shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Are you? Do you not believe me on this? I don't believe you. What do you mean the like, classic Coke? <laughs> no, people People love to tell you how, how much better the Coke in the bottle is. Or oh. like the Mexican Coke. Well, you Mexican know? Coke is better, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't really care. Honestly, it all tastes the same to me. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the first time I have the courage to say this in public. You're so brave. Uh, Coke in a bottle tastes exactly as like like Coke in a... No, I'm cutting you off. No, that's not true. That's not <laughs> I've true. never tasted a difference. Um, what? <laughs> I swear to God. That's such an insane thing to say. Also, we'll tastes, it, we'll, also it tastes the same. Well, well no. But yes, we'll get, a, we'll get a, a, a couple of Cokes tonight when we watch that... Uh, that <laughs> That playoff game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, we're gonna watch some playoff hockey tonight. We'll crack up, open some classic cups. Two sodas. Yes. Yeah. Um, Let's still go into this it. song. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about for the video. Did you see this video premiered on the N? Do you know what the N? Yeah, is? it's a Nickelodeon. Yeah, it's not. It's not an actual Nickelodeon. It is. Is it like a? It's a sub channel though, like an MTV two. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. If it go back in time. To 2008, you remember how many channels there, there were? There were so many channels. True. There's, you know, every every major channel also had like three like subsidiary channels. You had Nickelodeon, you had the In, you had Noggin. There was oh, a I Nick a Noggin. Yeah. There was a Nick Junior only station. MTV had MTV, MTV U, MTV Two. There was an MTV U that was like really even more MTV Two. You know, it was like the more <laughs> underground. They could just call it MTV Three. They had uh, ESPN, the Ocho. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're right though. Like that, I, I think it's because it, that's sort of like the everybody had cable or satellite, and it's just like, yeah, put as much shit on here as you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this song sucks, but like I said, uh, <laughs> major theater kid vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't talk about this though. Uh, there's a football reference in this. Oh, is there? I missed yeah, it. What is part it? of the uh, the pre-chorus is a uh, downset one hut hut hike. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. What does that even mean? You're calling an audible. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. You know. You're Omaha. Smart. Omaha, you're a smart guy. Eric. I'm a big football guy. 
Um, what do I got on this? You know, there's a Fallout Boy video game that like just what? recently got like it was a web browser game and it just recently oh, got okay. shut down. It's called the Fallout Boy Trail. Was it like Orchid Trail? Yeah, that's why. Oh, I assume. really? Okay. So we have to watch at some point. We have to watch a speed run of it, or we could just do we could do like streaming. We could just, yeah. I'll get on my Twitch account <laughs> and we'll just stream it. Uh huh. Um, you know, we went into the we we talked a decent amount about this actual the song when we were talking about the video. Uh, there is a Mark Hoppus remix that uh-huh. is horrible. Okay. I actually, I wrote down here that I wanted you to play it, but I don't know if you even want to do that. It would be on YouTube. Oh, they don't have, they didn't, it's, you don't, it's not like, a, like I don't a think deluxe. so. Okay. I can look it up if you want to talk about it. I'll something. keep talking about stuff. There's also a Little Wayne remix uh, that's horrible. Uh-huh. Um, truthfully, the, uh, there's not a lot to talk about. This is one of the most straightforward Fall Boy songs. The America's Sweethearts. You, you kind of get what the, the vibe is. It's just about right. more famous uh, bullshit. But uh, I have another quote. I want to read you this quote. It's incredibly long. So okay. I'm going to try and condense yeah, get, it a little I've, bit. I've got the video. So if you want to say that and then we'll go into the video. Or do you want to get into the video first? Play, let's play the, the little bit of the song and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up with this insane Pete Wentz quote. Okay. Is there like a buildup? Should I just start in the middle somewhere? Just start in the middle. Okay. You'll get the whole... You'll get the... The gist. I think Mark Hoppus in 2009 like got like a garage band for the first time or something <laughs> okay. and was like just started adding random things into this song. Okay. Let's play a little bit of the Mark Hoppus remix of America's Sweethearts. Ooh, it sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna, <laughs> see, my face is making a visceral reaction. It literally just sounds like he like recorded his own shitty like drum machine on GarageBand oh, and just so inserted bad. it into this. This isn't a studio recording, is it? This no, I don't. It's just the Mark Hoppus remix or Mark Harpus remix. Oh, I hate that. Okay, that's... like literally, he just did it like in his bedroom one night. Uh, celebrated Pokemon Go player Mark Hoppus. <laughs> okay, this Pete Wentz quote about this song. I'm gonna try and condense this. Yeah. Um. Uh, and he says, this is what the song is about. It says that we've created a snowball culture where we chase Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and there are 21,000 kids around the world. What the fuck? (laughs) But the Jolie pits are smart because they're building their own army. One day we'll, they'll, they'll just beat us. That's fucking stupid. (laughs) But Hey, I've noticed. Yeah. in the, in the process of doing this podcast, uh, Pete Wentz is not a good, uh, interviewee. It really sounds like he's making things up as he's going along. Yeah. But he's not trying to be funny. I think he's trying to be serious and try to actually make points, and it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's a strange thing, because I think it's it's another instance where Pete's kind of uh, taking down fame and famous people, Mm -hmm. while also being the most famous bass player in the world (laughs) at this point. While featuring Lil Wayne, at this point, probably the biggest rapper in the world. Absolutely. For a couple months till Drake comes around. Exactly. 2010. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Do you have anything else for America's Sweethearts? Uh, you're an asshole. I think this song is pretty okay. I don't think this song sucks. Um, I don't want to be on record saying I don't like this song. It's fine. Of course you don't want to be on record saying that. I say shit sucks all the time. Uh, I don't like, I, well, this song sucks. I don't like the line about, like, I don't know much about classic cars. That's a very stupid line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's go right into the next song. Head first slide into Cooperstown on a bad bet. Another single. My back already oh, Jesus. A little bit of an issue I'll have with the entirety of this record. Uh-huh. Exactly. You know, like you could skip at any random point in these songs, and there might just be like a random piano solo. 
that doesn't really represent the totality of the song. Like no. they skip around thematically and sonically a little too much in this record. Um, de- definitely on the later half. I've yeah. got. I have some things to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't hate this song. I, I think this is actually a, one of the better songs on the album. Yeah. Um, I have some notes here. This is uh, for the Pete Wentz scale of horniness. This is another five out of five. This okay. is a horny song. Yeah. Husband cheating. So when this kind of goes back, they, they obviously like reprise this in What a Catch Dini, but like, mm-hmm. th- is this song about cheating on somebody and then also being cheated on? Because like behind my back, I already am the guy who's been cheated on. <laughs> I will say this record, uh, this song, a, lo- a lot of songs, this record um, are a little all over the place with exactly what this song is supposed to be about. Yes. I mean, let's start just... So, head first slide into Cooperstown on a bad bet. Do you, do you know what this is referencing? No, what's that referencing? It's referencing uh, Pete Rose. I'm going to list off uh, the career accomplishments of famed Cincinnati Red Pete Rose. Okay. Uh, 17-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, National League MVP in 1973, uh, World Series MVP in 1975, National League Rookie of the Year, two-time Golden Globe, Golden Glove Award winner. Golden Gloves? <laughs> yes. Like boxing? No, uh, like catching. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, defense. Base- baseball is defense. Gotcha. Uh, Thank silver, you. The Silver Slugger Award in 1981. The Roberto Clemente Award in 1979. Three-time National League Batting League cha- National Batting Champion. Um, his number is retired. He's in the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. He holds the Major League Baseball records in hits, singles, games played, at-bats, and bait and plate appearances. He is the undisputed best hitter in the history of baseball. Okay. Even um, better than the great Bambino. Even greater than the great, even better than the great Bambino. He is not in the MLB major league baseball hall of fame, uh, because he was accused of betting on games while he was the manager of the Reds. Oh, uh, so head, head versus slide. He was, um, a skilled base stealer. Okay. Uh, Cooperstown is the city in New York that the Baseball Hall of Fame is located in. Oh, okay. On a bad bet refers to the bad bets he made. And uh, the video for this song is A Weekend at Pete Rose's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you'd think, okay, this song is all about b- baseball, I guess. No, it's probably just about you cheating on your significant other and her cheating on you. Okay. Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, classic Pete Wentz, uh, uh, making these metaphors and right, yes. uh, just a little too big for what exactly is going on. It's a cute song, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a note that in I, I would say, like, in another world, this is a cursive song. There's yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, obviously, like, songs about, like, infidelity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But also, like, I just feel like some of the, the tones that they're playing with are very, like, cursive tones. Yeah, I actually, you caught me a little bit off guard, but I totally agree the, the more I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Good. I love cursive. Yeah, we love cursive. Pretty sure, are they like coming to Vegas soon? Yeah, or? They're, gonna, they're doing Domestica twenty year anniversary. What day is that? Uh, I give know. them a little little plug some dates for cursive. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna go <laughs> if you want to come with me. We could do that. It's like a Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be at a uh, Triple B's. Maybe I can swing that. Yeah. Let's see, what, check my schedule. Okay, you check your schedule. <laughs> do it on the podcast right now. Uh, do you have anything else for uh, Cooperstown? Uh, another thing we missed about the video for this, the uh-huh. guy who directed the pseudo video, I don't even know if you want to call it a video, whatever, yeah. the, whatever we watched, um, uh, w- whatever the name of the guy who directed that Brendan Yuri sued him for $127,000 because apparently they were roommates and w- roommates together in LA and he, they had a shared bank account What? <laughs> what? and Brendan Yuri in his infinite 
uh, wisdom, just let this guy incrementally like steal money from him and a claim that it accumulated to one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. That's that. There's something happening there. Like you don't do a shared bank account with somebody who is your fucking roommate. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I tried to find some more details about exactly what happened. Of course, there are none because yeah. I'm sure it just got settled like out of court to yeah. save everyone the embarrassment. The only interesting thing I found is that the guy claimed he was making a documentary about Brandon Urie. Okay. Um, and then. Brendan Urie was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's so, like, it was a surprise. <laughs> we'll probably never know. Uh, but next time you're watching the music video for Head First Slide into Cooperstown, just think about remember that. that. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, don't ever do a fucking shared bank account with your roommate. Um, <laughs> I used to live with Louie, uh, the fifth Beatle, <laughs> and I used to steal shit from him all the time. <laughs> you were stealing like his taquitos, his frozen frozen taquitos. And just like various things from him, you know. Money. Yeah, like a money chain, <laughs> all of his chains. His assets. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so, do you have anything else for Cooperstown then? No. Okay, let's get into the next song. Uh, it's which, a fine, you, you know, it's a fine song. Cooperstown, head first side into Cooperstown is a fine it. song. It's a good song. Uh, next song is The Shipped Gold Standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's track six, and we'll get into that right now. This is a good song. Yeah, classic Fall Out Boy melody. Goes a little bit back to like the roots a little bit. I think that the instrumentation though, I I had this uh, set aside that it was like a very like alternative sounding song. Mm. Not a lot of punk influence. It's very like late 90s alternative for me. Yeah. I can see that. I I think it's a little uh, from the cork tree-ish. There's kind of the the chorus. Yeah. Um, Teach their own. One of the lyrics uh, was... uh, I want to be an accountant, but the one of the the gist is like, but the dollar is down, kind of because it's uh-huh. two thousand and eight. <laughs> and I was saying, uh, keep your economics out of my rock and roll, you fucking nerds. <laughs> Obama's America, <laughs> the Obama Nation. Um, uh, I will say that uh, one of the most interesting lyrics in this song, uh, Supra and the Prophet, are both in the business of souls. Is this Supra? Supra. Okay. I think. Unless I'm mistaken, this is a reference to uh, Supra sh- shoes. Oh, like the Korean like kind of hype beast skate shoes. I know Supra, but yeah, I'm not sure anyone else. I will. thought it was like a, a like a Greek god or something. Well, I, I, maybe it is that. Okay, but, I, but when Supra and the Prophet are both in the business of souls, am I, I guess, like yeah, out souls? Yes. Am I reaching? Like, no, I don't think f- you're reaching because he seems like I think he's even wearing Supras like in that I don't care video. Wow. I could be wrong. They're just really ugly sneakers. You know, which... profits deal with S O U L S. Super shoes, S O L E S. Uh huh. Soles are the bottoms of things on your shoes. Also, profits like somebody who makes like a, like a prophecy, and yeah. also profits. <laughs> wow. So many fucking layers, Peter. Three D chess. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think super means anything else other than that. Um, you're looking it up. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it is, yeah, the shoes, the shit. Wow, interesting. Okay. They're still ugly as hell, though. Good God. Uh, do you have anything else on this song? Uh, No, not not for that song. I actually have written down, this is a good place to uh, keep the momentum of the podcast going, because there's really not a lot We're to talk about. We're momentum with. right now. <laughs> there's just not a lot to talk about with this song. Good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Can we listen to it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. On. Uh, Ship Gold Standard. Let's go. We'll do like a like a middle part of the song. So yeah, it's not the end. We're about to go to break anyway, so maybe we play this song 
Should we try something new that we've never done on the podcast? Should we like listen to a song over going out to break? Oh yeah, let's do that. Alright, so I'll take us out to break. Well I can't fade it. Well, I guess I'll fade this out. Yeah, fine. you'll figure it out. Alright, so we're gonna take a little break. We'll refresh our drinks and light up right up our J's, our dubs, our doinks, and we'll see you on the other side of this break um, on from under the dork tree podcast about Fallout Boy. Bye bye. Wait, 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 tell, tell the <laughs> listeners what kind of drink you're drinking. Um, I take a mason jar that I find in in your uh, kitchen. I fill it ninety percent of the way with Evan Williams, mm-hmm. and then I put a the little tiniest splash of ginger beer into it to convince myself that I'm not just drinking straight whiskey. And then I'll do a little bitters, and that's it. Call it a day. Oh, okay, listener. If you are a uh, a millennial, have you ever heard of a thing called a Borg? <laughs> Uh, it's something I just discovered when I was uh, running our, our brand new TikTok, which you could follow at Dorktree Pod. Um, it's apparently it's just like half a gallon of water, a fifth of whatever liquor you want, and like electrolytes. Yeah. And uh, Borg stands for uh, it's, it's like balling out uh, rage drunk. Yeah. Gal- or gallon. Balling out rage drunk. Balling out rage gallon. Um, <laughs> I know this is our read for Borg. Borg yeah. is our newest sponsor. Borg drinks. <laughs> If you want to have your own Borg, go to your nearest... I just... Your nearest liquor world. Yeah. Uh, I just think that young Gen Zers who have now hit 21 should be applauded for trying to get blackout drunk, but also not getting hung over and having like proper hydration while you do it. Okay. So I'm going to try it this weekend. You and I can try it. <laughs> and we'll yeah, we're Borgin out. Or something. <laughs> You, uh, I don't mean to be, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have give off boomer vibes. I don't want to be old man yelling in a cloud. You kind of already are, but it's okay. But part of one of the the best things about drinking with your friends is the ceremony of like getting a new drink, cracking a brew. Hey, do you want a drink? Hey, let's go make a drink. Let's go, sh- let's go do a shot. You know, you're doing your, you know, whether you're at a bar, whether right. you're at a house party, who cares? The Borg eliminates that. No, you're now- they, 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 they streamline it. It's like, hey, do you want to get <laughs> fucked up? Here, take this jug of Borg I've got and just take a swig. You know, then on the next like Fallout Boy record, there's going to be a quote from Pete Rents like, this song is all about how uh, we've streamlined, we, we have no attention span for making cocktails anymore. Exactly. Thank you. Yes, I could see that happening. Uh, if they do another album, who fucking knows? Oh, they're do- they're they're coming back. I they're dialed in. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so uh, last time we stopped the episode, we stopped at the Shift Gold Standard. Track seven <laughs> is a, a song called "Coffees for Closers." <laughs> what? Last time we stopped. What an awkward way to I don't say know, that, man. I'm I'm crossfaded right now. Yeah, you did. It's you've been smoking. Yeah, you've been smoking some of that sticky icky. So, yeah. Uh, we'll play a little bit of coffees for closers, and then we'll get into it. So here it is, mm-hmm. your moment of zen. Remember that from the Daily Show? Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wow. We haven't done a lot. I I think in this episode particularly, we haven't done a lot to talk about the actual sounds that we're listening to. We're just kind of. Making talking about the pop culture references. Yes, I want to talk about the, this actual song. I think this song is great. It's a perfect blend this is of a good song. Pete's soulful voice, There's Patrick's a, soulful voice. Excuse me, Patrick's soulful, soulful voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a little bit of like the, the driving guitar parts that you want if you're a pop punk Fallout Boy fan. Um, it's big. Yeah. Is, I think this is a song where like it really fills the room. It has that kind of arena rock vibe. I think this is, I think they're like, they're hitting it on. Uh, th- this song is, is what we want to be hearing. Yeah, no, no. I think you're absolutely right. It's funny. Cause, uh, 
one of the notes I have here is like the drum fills are really good. Mm-hmm. And then Patrick's voice is a really good balance. Like it's not too crazy. Like on that, I don't care video where mm-hmm. he's like sounding like Michael Bolton. Yeah. He just sounds great. Like it's a, this is a very good song. I wish that I'd been talking about it a little bit more. Like um, Andy and Joe both do shine in this record a lot more. And obviously I think we, we talked about it last episode. Yeah. Is it like Andy and Joe kind of came to Pete and Patrick? Like, Hey, we want, we don't really feel like we're, we're part of the band. We're just in the band. Yes. We want a little bit more creative uh, control. And you hear it come out like the the drums are a little bit more interesting. Uh, Joe does some cooler guitar stuff here. Yeah, Joe gets like a solo in, mm-hmm. in one of the songs we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, now the the title "Coffees for Closers." Yes. Do you know what that means? I had to look it up. I know, but do you want to do you want to tell our listeners, our guests? Yes. So "Coffees for Closers" is a line from the play and film Glengarry Glen Ross. Have you ever seen that? I've not, but what a fun thing to say, Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> It's yeah. one of the funnest things I've ever said. Well, Glengarry Glen Ross is about um, like property sellers, like uh, I guess realtors mm-hmm. in New York. And uh, there's a scene where it's like the, the, the movie, it's like a five person movie. Mm-hmm. It's like Kevin Spacey, Al Pacino, Jack Lemon, and Ed Harris and some other dildo. Do you say Alec Baldwin already? Well, so the, the, those are, that's the main cast. Yeah. There's a scene where... Alec Baldwin just shows up and he has one scene in the whole movie. It's like a f- six minute scene, mm-hmm. but like he literally steals the show from like some of the best actors, like in history, like Jack Lemmon's a, a legendary actor. Of course. Um, so yeah, like he just comes in and just sort of like yells at everybody. Like he's the, if you've ever heard like the term, like always be closing, mm-hmm. it's from this, this monologue that Alec Baldwin gives. Yeah. It's a uh, Glengarry Glen Ross. It's I, I think it, did it win? It won the Pulitzer. As a, it, as a play, it probably did. Yeah, it's it's a incredibly well received uh, film. I watched the scene. I'd never seen the movie. I watched yeah. the scene. I kind of read the IMDb cliff notes to kind of get the vibe of like what this was about. Right. It seems like a great movie, but it is not the definitive version of this scene. Oh, do okay. you want to talk about the definitive version of this scene? Does he cut out a certain word? No. Oh, the. Saturday Night Live version of oh, this. Oh, the, the fucking the, the elf and Santa thing? I know exactly it's what genius. you're talking about. It's, <laughs> yes. Did you show me that? I I don't think so. I feel like you did and you just forgot about oh, it. Oh, maybe. No, I mean, like, yeah, this is like literally like Alec Baldwin at the peak of his power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's just him berating a room full of grown men. It's great. If you've ever had like a douchebag friend who like was in a sales job... <laughs> He's probably watched this scene every day before he goes to work to kind of like hype himself up. Yeah. Um, that being said, song kicks ass. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a, it's another strong one. The pre-chorus with a they when they made me they broke the mold. I mm-hmm. love that. That's great. Patrick's really good in this song. Yeah. Uh, I think Alec. Uh, we were talking about uh, how um, you and I are like uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Oh, okay. And RoboCop and Louie. <laughs> I think Alec Baldwin should probably be... Maybe maybe Louie is not even like the fifth Beatle anymore. Louie is just like the fourth Beatle. And Alec Baldwin is the fifth Beatle. Because Alec Baldwin gets brought up a lot in this podcast. I mean, he's definitely giving RoboCop a run for his money <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so yeah, we'll make a shirt with uh, the, the cover to take this to your grave. But it's me, you, Louie, and Alec Baldwin. <laughs> well, what about RoboCop? What about Robo? Hey, he's been usurped. We're working a uh, quick side note on uh, merch. We're working on some some interesting merch coming up. There may or may not be a RoboCop shirt coming. <laughs> That's the first I've heard. I've not told you about this, but I'm oh. working on a RoboCop <laughs> shirt. Hey, if, if that happens, I will definitely buy it and wear it everywhere I can. 
Uh, I met someone who won the Pulitzer Prize, but I'm not going to tell you until next episode. Are you fucking serious? I'm dead serious. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I, I'll, I guess I'll hear it next week. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I did write about this song is that I don't like the like the sort of string ending, like the string accompaniment at the end. Mm-hmm. It's a very like kind of Beatles like White Album to me, mm-hmm. and I don't think they kind of did it. Like, there's a band that I had discovered called the Symposium. Okay. Which the, one of their things on one of their albums is that they have like a weird outro to every song on a certain album, mm-hmm. and I feel like they kind of did that really well. So if you're a fan of the Symposium. It's a. Uh, I believe the album is called. I don't know. You. I'm gonna look it up, or I'll edit this out. Yeah, play a little bit. We're making good time. Yeah. I. Uh, I really like the the outro to this. Do I, you really? I, I don't know. Again, I don't know why, because it's like it's it's kind of what I don't like in music. Right. Where uh, it just feels unnecessary and and too big for the moment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I'm into it. Okay. It's fun. It's one of my favorite parts of the song. I like to like kind of. Pretend I'm like a like Bugs Bunny, like oh, uh, yeah. doing the. <laughs> and then you're like also on like Elmer Fudd's head, and you're kind of massaging it, <laughs> not tonic into his scalp. Uh, the album or the EP is by the symposium is called the Sonic Crystal EP. Are you gonna play any or just no? I'm gonna just okay. slam my drink into my water bottle. <laughs> um, nice man. Yeah. So listener, if you want to check it out, check out the band The Symposium. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Okay. Well then, if we're gonna move away from coffees for closers, we'll go right into the next song, which is track eight. Uh, Familiar listeners will know that it's What a Catch Donnie. Yeah, the last song on the record. Yeah, we're done. I'll get, I'll let me get on my fucking soapbox (laughs) after this. They're like, while they were writing this song, they could just imagine the lighters in the stadium. Oh, absolutely. And I wish it happened. Yeah, dude. Like, this is, you're right. This is a total, like, arena song. Mm -hmm. And, it's it's a it's a fucking great song. Like we talked about it last week. Like we both got emotional watching this fucking yeah. video. Yeah, that's been an exercise in doing this podcast. Is you know I don't think we we've, we've been pretty honest about it. Like uh, from under the court or uh, take this to your grave is like our pr- kind of prime Fallout Boy era. Yes. And as we get into these kind of the new era, it's been interesting. Like appreciating things that like I sound nothing like the Fallout Boy that I liked a couple months ago. Right. Yeah. And which is I think which is really what I wanted to happen with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah, we could be two cantankerous assholes. We're like, Oh, it's not this pop punk album from 2003. Yeah. <laughs> I hate everything, but there are some really good songs here. This is just a good song. It, I, there's, I, I have no notes about the song at all. Uh, it's, 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 it's perfect. It's the best song I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. So to help me kind of uh, prepare for the, the inevitable like top rankings that I always forget every week, mm-hmm. I write uh, next to the title, like, it's great, or it sucks. <laughs> and this is a, it's great. It's one of the only songs that's a, it's great on this wow. album. Um, do you know about Miss Flack when he kind of talks about that in the, the chorus? Did you do any research on that? I had no idea about this, but I did extensive research. Okay, do yeah. you want to go into it? No, no, I go ahead. So... Um, what exactly is a song about? A lot of things, but let's focus on this Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donny Hathaway was a slightly more, uh, uh, prest- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Established okay. kind of songwriter uh, from the 70s. And they he had a kind of partner, a collaborator named Roberta Flack. Okay. Um, they worked together on a lot of, uh, a lot of songs. Um, and then eventually in 1979, they... Uh, Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not. Don't quote me on that 1979. I'm not sure. I won't quote you. 
they put out a record together just mm-hmm. called Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Okay. I listened to it in my preparation for <laughs> this record. It's amazing. It, oh, like, really? It blew my ass away how great it was. I strongly suggest that if What's you, the album called? It's just called Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Uh, if for some reason you're just like you need something to listen to one day, I strongly suggest just putting on this record. It is sonically nuts for the time it came out, and it's beautiful and it's great. Um, but I think what they're what Pete is trying to reference here in the name of this song is uh, Donny Hathaway uh, tragically killed himself. He jumped off a fifteen uh, the, out of the fifteenth floor of a building. Yeah. Um, and this song is about kind of it's just. I think it's supposed to be mimicking or, or mirroring kind of the worst case scenario for Pete and Patrick. Like this mm-hmm. is there is a world where, um, you know, just like Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack were working together, Pete was just going to kill himself one day, yeah, and that would have been that. Um, but that didn't happen. Pete's still alive and well. Yeah, and this is sort of like a love letter to Patrick. Yes. Like. Uh, the cr- a crazy thing I did not know about this song until like really deep diving. D- do you know that Pete is writing as if he's Patrick? Oh really? Yeah. I was, I was when, when I was listening to the when I was listening to the chorus and stuff. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out like whose POV it was from. Yeah, and it's really hard to differentiate because you know, like uh, like most songs like this, you're it's something going. You're it's about someone going right. through a struggle or whatever, and we all go through stuff. So it's hard to be like, oh, he's definitely speaking as if he's Patrick. So it's not obvious to the listener, but right. In interviews, he has said that, like, yeah, I'm I'm writing this from Patrick's point of view. <laughs> what a like, what a like uh, conceited, like arrogant thing to do. <laughs> I'm gonna write this beautiful song about uh, me and you, more so about me from uh-huh. your point of view. <laughs> uh, I will say it is a hundred percent conceited, but it's also kind of beautiful too. There's something weird, and I, I think this is it is the dynamic between yeah. the two. <clears throat> Pete's um, always been like the cooler, older guy, and Pat's like, hey, I'm just this goofy sweet ska kid yeah <laughs> um this song is great everything going on in this song is great what, what do you got i there's a lot of like i think in this song more so than the other ones there's a huge like beatles influence like the mm-hmm. whole like the na 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 part mm-hmm. with the the layering of like the strings like na 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 like it's very yeah. like not necessarily hey jude but like a beatles adjacent song hey jude hey jude that's how the, that song that's how that song goes yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and then there's like, you know, obviously there's callbacks to Headverse Slides, but they take on a new meaning because it's like, you know, I'll never be like him. But that's sort of like, I think that's, I think it's Pete saying like, hey, I'll never like try to kill myself again. Yes. Uh, I think he's talking about Donny Hathaway. I think I'll never be like him. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Behind. Yeah. So mm-hmm. behind my back, I already am like that's in the past. Mm-hmm. He tried to kill himself. So, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful song. Like, it's probably one of Pete's best written songs. Yeah, it's, it's this is peak uh, Pete and Patrick kind of working together. I still hate fucking Brandon Yuri just screaming it. Like <laughs> the the parts where everybody's singing their little the Fall Out Boy callbacks, mm-hmm. like they like fucking Brandon read the room. Like you're like you don't kind of go with the the harmony of everybody else. Like it's a very like you know like one night yeah one and then just <laughs> dance dance. It's insane. He's such an asshole. Well, here's the thing. Um. Uh. The the gym class heroes. Uh, Elvis Costello, the the cab, uh, their manager, all the other people who are featured on this song, for one reason or another, do not feel like they're competing with with Fall Out Boy. Right. But Penny Disco is competing. Yes, like they, so that's why that's why he is going off. Like you know, the, the cab and gym class heroes are not going to be as big as Fall Out Boy, and Elvis Costello is already a thousand times bigger than Fall Out Boy will yes, ever be. True. Um, but so. also now, like Brandon Yuri and. Panic before they broke up, like they were much bigger than Fall Out Boy, yes. which is crazy. It almost doesn't feel real. Like I have to remind myself that that's what happened. <laughs> we're in this in... terrible timeline. 
Um, what else do we got on this? Do you have any? This more? should be the final track. This should be the final track on the album. Yeah. Not fucking West Coast Smoker. Mm-hmm. That song fucking is ass. Sorry, spoiler alert for later in the episode. <laughs> this should be the last song on the album. This is a perfect, poignant, well-written capstone to everything Fallout Boy has done to this point. And it's insane that it's track eight out of 13. Okay, I'm gonna since we're doing this right now, I'm gonna go way forward and try and find. Hold on, you're listening to let me scroll through my phone. Um this is the explanation that I read. Do you, I don't know. Maybe you also no, saw no, this. No, no, please go. Yeah. This is the explanation I read as to why What I Catch Johnny is not the last song. Okay. Pete, Pete Wentz has confirmed that Folly Adieu as a whole was not written from his perspective. I'm making weird faces because I'm not sure that's true. I think it might be written. No matter what he says, I think it's Everything written, he writes is from his yes. perspective. Um, and that might explain why What I Catch Johnny is not the last song. The record, I guess, in his mind is supposed to come full circle. Okay. As if... Um, I don't know the the record starts out as Patrick or there's sw- like you know P- Patrick's point of view is not the last point of view of the record. Okay, uh, that's a really half-ass explanation. It is such, yeah, it doesn't like it's not my explanation, so don't come for me. But I feel like that's just bullshit. Like uh, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like there's probably a big outcry of like I don't know. Like obviously, I, I think when you are making an album and you work for a huge label, mm-hmm. like the label has more of a say of like where the track listing goes as opposed to like an indie release. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it's just like industry suits are just like, that's not the final song of the album. You need to like end it on like a better note. Yeah. And it's just like schmucks. Yeah. It's like, this is like probably the most, like the closest that follow boy has ever come to like a concept album. Yeah. Let them fucking dictate the track listing. Like I feel like what I catch Johnny should have been the last track. And it was probably intended as the last track. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's track eight, mm-hmm. and that's a crime. Yeah, I mean, we can go, like, you know, Evening Out and Take This to Your Grave are just pop punk records. They don't need to have, like, a thematic close to the record. But they still kind of do, though. Yeah, they, they have the, like, you know, Take This to Your Grave has the best song to close the record. Yes. Um, From Another Court Tree has XO, which we think is a fine song, but it's not, cool. maybe not the best way to end the song yeah. or end the record. And then Infinity on High has, like, the, like, the kind of big bandy kind of jazz song. Which is again a song I like, but I'm not sure there is even a closing track on that record. Yeah, I I don't think so either. This is one of the first records they have a real closing track that should have ended the record, and they they really dropped the ball on this. I'm gonna Huge be- loss. I'm gonna beat your ass, Fallout Boy. If I ever see them, and <laughs> Peter Kingston Wentz, I'm gonna beat your ass. Um, I have a couple live versions of this song that I want you and the listener to listen to. Okay. There is another uh, Daryl Hall sessions. Uh huh. Where Pete is back on the skins and he's wait Pete is there at- or no excuse me Patrick oh okay I always do that yeah I always uh, Patrick is playing the drums and uh, singing but everyone in the room is helping sing oh really it's a really it's a it's a pretty nice version of this it's a little strange because it's such a personal song for Pete and Patrick right. for him to be doing it without Pete but you know it's a nice he's like I'm off doing rock star shit excuse yeah. me um. Also, there is a live version, so the quality is not great, Mm -hmm. but I implore and insist all of our listeners and you, if you've never seen this, maybe you've seen it. I don't think I have. There's a live version of uh, What a Catch Donnie, and they, as an intro to this song, they do uh, Just Hold On by Drake. What? Excuse me? I'm sorry. I was so checked out when Mick's talking, but then my eyes lit up. (laughs) I was like... Drake? I will tell you, like most things in this podcast, Eric is reaching for snacks. <laughs> um, Drinking, smoking. Uh, making eye contact with his fiance. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look, uh, uh, if, a, God forbid, a bird flies by the window, because <laughs> I will totally lose his attention. 
But there is video of Fought Boy doing a Drake song oh, I love that, that bleeds into What a Catch Donnie. That's interesting. We will watch it. And, okay. And uh, I didn't want to tell you about it. I was so shocked by it. We're going to watch it on the big TV when we're done recording. And you're going to be like, this is amazing. Oh, we didn't talk about this, uh, That which the fifth Beatle, Louis, mentioned mm-hmm. that uh, we should talk about is there's a live performance of I Don't Care by the band Fall Out Boy mm. in which they layer in, uh, they they switch up the chorus to Womanizer by Britney Spears um, where it's like, instead of like, uh, you're a womanizer, it's I'm a womanizer, which I feel like <laughs> it's kind of on brand for them at the time. Yeah. Which I think me being like 22 was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I want to be a womanizer one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eric's not a womanizer. No. Eric respects women. I do. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything else for what, what a track or what a track Donnie? What a track Donnie. <laughs> no, I think we've, uh, uh, properly polished the knob of this song. <laughs> this yeah. song kicks ass. This song does kick ass, man. And not only is it a good song, I think if you're a, if you're a fallout boy fan, it even like, it makes it so much better. All the things like surrounding yeah. this. Well, when I used to like, when getting ready for this podcast, like I was, you know, before we even did like episode one, I was like looking into like the various spaces for fallout boy fans. Mm-hmm. And I always see like I would always see like what I catch Donnie is like the best song by Fall Out Boy. Uh-huh. Like, it was always like a top three. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's a fully a do song. I don't fucking know. This song is great. It's yeah. probably one of their best songs. Like, so hey, hats off to you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you got it right. I'd say it's probably the tenth best song on this record. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell. Moving on. All right, moving on. Track number nine, the song twenty-seven, and we get into that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick like says the F word pretty aggressively in this song. And like the very first line, right? Does he? Yeah, go back to the beginning. Okay. It'll be fine. We won't we won't get uh No, it says if home is where the Oh we're all just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Alright. Okay, um, well, that's all I have on this Big, song. No, hold on. No, okay, so so um, I this song in in my rankings got a it's fine, uh, very much Muse vibes. Did mm-hmm. you get any of that? Like it feels like I a see Muse that now. Song. Yeah, yeah, right. I, in the sense that it's boring. Yeah, I'd agree that. <laughs> well, it's I, really I, like I think Muse. it's like Patrick's like cadence during uh-huh. the verses. Um, not not great. I don't like. I don't think the song's very good. I don't think the song's bad, but it's just I I really think it's just kind of a dull song. I, I like. There's nothing that really uh, catches my attention. The pace is really slow. It's like. It's a dirt, dirt, mm-hmm. dirt. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. I think um, there were some like good lyrics though. Like, uh, my mind is a safe, and if I keep it, we all get rich. Yeah, that's kind of cute. Like, it's obviously it's like Pete because mm-hmm. he's like the main lyricist for the band. Yeah, when I was kind of trying to do doing my analysis, I was like grabbing at lyrics like that, and I was in it like, yeah, maybe we'll bring up to talk about it. And I was like, yeah, just kind of boring. <laughs> Moving on. No, well, this is the first. I feel like. There's a there's a, a there is a extended solo for Joe in this album uh-huh. in this song. Yeah, is this the first time Joe gets a solo like an actual like a spotlighted solo like in any fucking Fall Out Boy release? Uh, I didn't bring this up when we were talking about I don't care. I think that there is a rock band exclusive version oh, okay. of I don't care, and Joe also has an extended solo. Well, yeah, that's in that. it's for fucking <laughs> harmonics doing the fucking <laughs> yeah. So uh, I the short answer yes. Yeah, like it's a very like very muse very like classic rock solo for Joe's like, you know, like it feels like sort of like, I don't want to say like 
the Eagles or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's it's a very like dad rock solo. So I, I could see maybe why this was on a uh, a rock band if this was on any of those games. I don't know yeah. for sure. But yeah, man. Hey, good, hey I'm glad uh, this is why, you know, Joe maybe kind of brought some stink up to Patrick and Pete. Like, hey, I want to have a solo. Yeah. And give it to him. It's a good solo. Uh, the I just don't have much to say about the song. Like I've said several times, that's all I have to say is I don't have anything to say about this song. No, you know what? I'll give you. I'll give you some quick hitters on this song. Okay, give me some uh, hitters. Twenty-seven, most likely referencing the Twenty-Seven Club that Pete thought that. Of course, Pete thought he was oh, going to be of a course. join. Yes, yes. But he didn't. He's still alive. Uh, Nirvana. We talked about this earlier. Yep. Kurt Cobain, Twenty-Seven Club. Yep. Uh, oh, and we talked about the Doors too. Oh yeah! Wow, we're you and I might be part of the Twenty Seven Club. <laughs> I was twenty seven ten years ago. <laughs> um, my wife's favorite number is twenty seven. That's is that act- your number for roulette? Is that one of your numbers? That's for one roulette? of my roulette numbers. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I swear to God, I have that. Uh, you can see right there. I have written down Sam, Shay, Theodore, and roulette. <laughs> Hey, Shea Theodore, man. Hey. Yeah. I um shout out uh, our uh, second best defenseman on our Vegas Golden Knights, Shea Theodore. Good luck tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. Game two of the 2008 I, uh, <laughs> first round. Or 2008. Uh, 2023 first round of the NHL playoffs. I remember I went to... It might have been the game that we went to. You and I went to. I remember yelling, Shea, it ain't so. <laughs> Bam, now. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have anything else for 27? Eddie Lacy, uh, rookie of the year running back for the Green Bay Packers, wore Eddie Lacy or wore twenty seven. Okay, was that your foot? That's my foot. <laughs> okay. That's me. That's how bored I am I talking like, about someone, this song. I'm like, <laughs> like somebody knocking on my door. <laughs> okay, uh, well then, yeah, we'll move from twenty seven to a much better song, Tiffany Blues, and we'll play a little bit of that right now. You're listening to music. This is the best part of the song. Yes, it really is. Every other, like the, again, this, another song on this record that suffers from kind of a, a weak, annoying, forgettable verse. And there's so many like weird little, like the whole like techno breakdown. Like, yeah. So yeah, let's just get right into it then. Um, my notes here were, I, I did not like this song initially. And then the hook comes in. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, this song is good. Yeah. I mean, it kind of happens. It's America's Sweethearts. A lot of, a lot of yeah. the songs on this just have uh, uh, bad, bad verses, bad, bad filler. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say bad, just kind of forgettable. Very, yeah. Uh, one of the best lyrics, though, of this album is on this song where it's not, it's the very beginning where it says, I'm not a crybaby, I'm the crybaby. <laughs> I love that line. You should have a shirt that says that. Oh my God. Sam, if you're making shirts, put that on a shirt. <laughs> I would wear a shirt that says that. Yeah. With another, like, graphic on it. Yeah. Like a crying Patrick or something. Like Robocop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Robocop. <laughs> Robocop can't cry because his wife and kid, like, left him. Is that what happened? He can't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, spoilers for RoboCop. They left him. Well, the, he was Murphy died. He was killed, and then they didn't. OCP took uh, his corpse. Essentially, you're really speaking another language to me. I have no idea what you're. We're talking gonna watch about. RoboCop after this. We're not gonna watch that live <laughs> thing you're talking about. We're watching RoboCop. Um, yeah, no, this song. It, at first, like I said, it was kind of mid. It it's a it's a good song because of the chorus by itself. It's such mm-hmm. a strong chorus. Um. Likening this song back to another Fallout Boy song, the Head First Slide into Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the song, Tiffany Blues. Oh, Tiffany Jewelry Company yes, has their iconic color. Tiffany Blue color. Yep. But then um, there's also Breakfast at Tiffany's, and there's the idea of the blues, a style of music. I think this is another example of uh, coming up with the title of a song and thinking way too much about trying to um, th- 
like tie in like three different things right. and have it have nothing to do with the actual song itself. Yeah, you're just trying to be like uh, cute for the sake of being cute. Yeah. It must be fun I, to write the names oh, of the songs for Fall Out Boy because <laughs> you, just, you just come up with crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I will say that I, I feel like the, the, the sort of like a the 808 breakdown at the end, mm-hmm. like very much akin to like 808s and Heartbreaks, which was coming out like either a year before or this same year. Yeah. I, I, this is the song that features uh, Lil Wayne, right? Is that who, is that really? Yeah. I think that's the guy who's singing the, like he oh, sings that makes sense, kind of the though. melody a little bit. This yeah. is the Lil Wayne song. Oh, well that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause yeah, I, I was getting huge, like Kanye West, like 808s and Heartbreaks yeah. vibes from this. The, the rap influence. Yeah. You're doing a thing right now. Yeah. I'm doing hands. like the, I don't even know what you call this. Like the, you, you do, you, you fold your arms in on themselves. I look like LL Cool J. Yeah. Ladies love Cool J. I'm wearing my sunglasses. I'm folding my arms in a cool hip hop way. <laughs> I want to say something in a hip hop way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, those are my notes. I'm not a crybaby. I'm the crybaby. That's 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 chef's kiss. Like I love that. Hey, look, if you're a fan of this podcast or a fan of Fall Out Boy, you know that the front end of these records get they're very front loaded, and we're kind of in the territory where um the, the there's not a ton of interesting things going on with the back end of these songs. Yeah, but don't worry, we're gonna fill it with um filler. Like I have a, <laughs> I have a note written said I says I just blew myself. <laughs> oh, from Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Um, so in the middle of my research for this song, I watched that video. Daddy loves leather. <laughs> Arrested Development, man. Carly was getting ready for work today, and she wore for her job. She wore like a leather vest, and I was like, oh, Daddy likes leather. <laughs> uh, and she was trying to use the bathroom, and you took a sledgehammer and started knocking on the walls looking for hidden money. Yeah, there's always money in the bathroom. <laughs> All right, All anything right. else for Tiffany Blues before you nope. move on to Wham's? Nope. All right, so we're going to go right into track 10. Wake is, me up or, before... Sorry, track 11. Wake me up before you go-go into the song Wham's. <laughs> Great. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I got it. That's Thank funny, you. right? Yeah, it's something. Uh, okay, so yeah, track 11, Wham's, W-A-M-S. Mm-hmm. Fall Out Boy is um, playing the NFL draft. They're playing the NFL draft. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, interesting. In like a week. I think it's. I think it's in exactly one week. It's in Kansas City. They're like the. They're going to be playing like during the. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. We should watch that and do an episode on it. Um, okay. I don't like the way Patrick <laughs> sings on this song. Like during the verses. Yeah. The I don't feel like I'm singing a song. <laughs> I don't like that. And whose fault is that? That's Patrick's fault. He does no, all the orchestration. It's Pharrell Williams' fault. Oh, who is well, the producer right. this is of this song. A- yes. Uh, I'm. Putting, I'm. I don't. I do not like Pharrell Williams. Well, you no. don't like him now. I don't like him. Period. I think that the song "Happy" has done such okay. like. <laughs> okay. It's done on. such like irreversible. That's a children's song. Who cares? Fuck him <laughs> okay. and fuck the kids. I will say this: NERD's album "In Search of," which came out in like 2001, mm-hmm. is probably one of the best like alternative rap albums ever made. Okay. And Bill Cosby made the Cosby Show. I'm still. I didn't I'm, like the Cosby Show. He was always <laughs> masturbating in front of people. <laughs> I'm just saying that, it, like, some like what what Pharrell Williams did. Basically, I'm okay. comparing. Uh, so, what Bill Cosby did in his personal life to what Pharrell Williams did with Happy. To your ears, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying that Pharrell Williams wrote Happy for a fucking kids movie. This song is okay. Let me what just say kids this. movie? I think it was like a, one of the Despicable Me's. Okay. That's what that song is for. for. Despicable. Um, but Pharrell Williams is probably one of the best 
producers, not for this song, but in general, <laughs> and he should be applauded. You would not have like Tyler the Creator if it was not for Pharrell. Um, okay. I'm, so, I'm, don't, I'm just saying, I don't like this song. This song sucks. Okay. All right. You know, obviously, I, look, I appreciate what Pharrell did, but this song sucks and Happy sucks. And so just on this podcast, he's 0 for 2. <laughs> uh, WAMS. Do we know what WAMS stands for? I know what it is. Should I just say so? Yeah, go ahead. Waitress, actor, model, singer. So is that like a reference to people who live in LA? Yeah, it's, it's the LA. Like I moved out to LA to do this, that, and the other thing, but I am a waiter or a waitress. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever have like? I, I I don't know if I've ever told you, but like, have you ever been like, I want to go to fucking LA and just like try try to do comedy or something? <laughs> have I ever done don't that? Don't laugh at me. I'm I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah. uh, have I ever? No, uh, no, no. I don't think so. You never even thought about it. Um. Not in a meaningful way. Really? I mean, I think you we, we are long past our 20s. Well, We're, absolutely. You, know? yes. you can't do that now. <laughs> well, I guess in our 20s, I've thought about like, oh, um, this is like a little too personal. You're really, This is the too personal corner. Well, I was just, well, I, okay, well, before we delve <laughs> No, too... I'll answer the question. Okay, I'm all again. right. I'm just, I, 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 I probably, I, uh, I guess maybe I was like, I, Los Angeles was like a reasonable place to uh-huh. move to. But I, I wasn't sure I was like like try I would have done it to get into like show business. Oh okay, you're just doing it for the sunny the sunny rays. And... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, We're... I w- I think at one point I was like I should just try to go to L. A. and just like try to just join like a you know a a second city or yeah. like a upright citizens brigade. yeah UCB or something mm-hmm. and just try to do like stand up or something. Uh, which is why I have a podcast now when I'm 36. Um, another note I have, uh, Whams. Yeah. Like, uh, the reference I made earlier, uh, like the band Wham. And, um, they have the lead singer of that gr- group is George Michaels. Oh, and, from Arrested from Development. From Arrested Development. <laughs> so that's, it's so funny that you brought up Arrested Development to like start that's, this. Cause I had, I had two separate notes about. In. <laughs> that's crazy. So, okay. So you, you don't, do you like this song? No. I find, did you, so you go over the lyrics for every song when we do this. I do. Yeah. The, the the chorus is so fucking wordy mm-hmm. and it ends on such a weak note. Like I always find like when you're doing a song, like you have to do a, a chorus, like it it's it completes a thought. Yes. But for the lyrics for the chorus on this song, it just it's so meh. It's so like it just ends <laughs> such a such a weird note that it's like, oh, was that even the chorus? Like and yeah. the new verse just kind of starts right after. Uh yeah, uh, it's another yeah, I, I don't even know what's going on with this song. It doesn't work. It's very um, unbalanced. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it's proof that you just like you can't just have a good band and a good producer uh, yeah. team up and make something good. They have to be able to like work with each other. Yeah, I, I feel like the chorus is really wordy, the choppy, the choppiness of like the actual verses, and then that weird outro where it kind of just it does like that. Band, da, da, yeah, <laughs> it speeds up. It just it doesn't make sense like sonically to me. Yeah, and I I was when I was doing the research for this, I was like, um, w- w- why is this song five minutes long? And then I yeah. get to like, oh yeah, it's the weird Patrick doing his like soul, like the oh the little he gets his solo, yeah. It's like um, I didn't mind that working in a coal mine, yeah, kind of like vibes, yeah, by Devo. Do you want to play that song real quick? All right, here's working in a coal mine by Devo. We've gone off the rails. The song kicks. This is a good song. Ass. Did you see that uh, that Devo uh, cover where it's it's Are We Not Men, but it's uh, We're Just Innocent Men? Oh, <laughs> I did see that. That was great. 
One of our favorite uh, Twitter accounts here at From Under the Door Tree, though. Just Devo kicks man. ass. Dude, we should start to we'll stop doing Fall Out Boy and just do Devo. <laughs> It'd probably be a lot more boring because we'd just be like talking about how good Devo is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I don't think they don't make as many pop culture references, so we can't go on as many tangents. True. Damn, Devo kicks ass. All right, uh, let's get back to the let's go back to this this album. Uh, this is my for every song I have a dumb Pete Wentz quote. Okay, yeah. Recording for with Pharrell is an amazing experience. Everyone should do it. <laughs> Although most of you won't be able to, so you should because do a vi- just do a virtual call with him. Is that what he really said? Yes. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Again, it must be hard to be interviewed because he's not good at it. That's so weird that he even. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> thing to say. All right, uh, yeah. So that was Wham's. That song's not great. I don't really like it a lot. Uh, next track, track twelve, a twenty dollar nosebleed. Okay, let's get into that right now. Okay. Okay. Very 80s. Yeah. This is a song that plays every morning when I get on the bus for work. <laughs> Either this or Pharrell Williams happy. Yeah, you love that song. So, do you like that song? Uh, I would say uh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's like your status on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's what, after me and Sam got married, I put it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. Um, no, I, 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 I came around on the song a little bit. It's very catchy, but it's not like the kind of music I like. And it makes me feel like a theater weirdo every time I'm listening to it. So yes and no. It's funny you say that because I wrote here is this is just a panic at the disco song. It's just a panic. I, here's an actual quote. Okay. I really don't uh, know enough about panic at the disco, but this really just sounds like one of their songs. It's the very first note I have written. No, no. Like all this, the releases after a fever, you can't sweat out. They kind of go in this direction where it's very like brassy. Uh, upbeat. It, it, I mean, the song is fine. I don't mm-hmm. mind it. Um, this is a song where they, they do talk about Mr. Benzedrine. Yes. Uh, which is Patrick's character from the uh, America Sweethearts video. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a nasal decongestion that people use to get fucked up on. Yeah, like us and smelling salts. Yeah. yeah. And you on 420. <laughs> um, She's going to take a break right now. If we're good on time, I yeah. have a massive thing to go Please into. Please go this into song. it. I'm gonna All go right. smoke while you just you just talking to the. You mic. honestly probably could go smoke right now if you wanted to get up and walk away because <laughs> this is gonna be very long. Let's try it. All right, so I want to break the fourth wall a little bit here and talk about the process of from under the dork tree and specifically my process. Okay, uh, I do a lot of work uh, an- analyzing these songs. I watch uh, live video, live performances. I read the lyrics. I go on Genius and read the meanings of the lyrics. I'll I just do a ton. I'm committed. Yeah, this isn't a fucking game to me. You're all in. So one of the best resources I found in doing this podcast um, comes from a Reddit user called Shadow Shadow in Plain Sight. Okay, this is a Reddit user on the Fallout Boy Reddit who has curated a biweekly analysis of every Fallout Boy song. Oh, it's been a great starting point. Shadow Shadow in a in a pla- Shadow in Plain Sight. If you're out there, I sent you a message on Reddit today just trying to reach out to oh, you. Okay. If please, if anyone knows this person, not if you're in the Fallout Boy sphere, let just let me know about this guy. Okay. Yeah, no, but we we have a a Reddit account, so I'll reach out to him as well cuz yes. I, I know that we're also on the the Reddit for them. Um so what does he do? He had a bi-weekly kind of analysis, he op- an open forum, he curates a lot of information about every song. It's been a great 
starting point for like this podcast for every song. It's kind of one of the places I frequent. So you go back to this over and over. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, until one song ago, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow in a Plain Sight mysteriously stopped doing this on what? What is it? Track nine of this record. Uh-huh. Tiffany Blues is the last song that he curates. So track ten. Whatever the song it is. Yeah. Um, and he disappeared. Uh, I just want to say I really appreciate all the hard work you've done uh, just for the Fall Out Boy community. Um, so now there's a hole left in my in my life. In my, in my, <laughs> okay. uh, so I, now I'm like, well, uh, you, you know, I'm still going on Genius. I'm still going on YouTube. I'm still going on Twitter, this, that, and the other thing to find Fall Out Boy research. When there is no Reddit, uh, like true Reddit page for this. So I go on to this website called Song Facts. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a message board from like 14 years ago. Oh, God. And I'm going to read you some of the posts from this message board. And yeah. I'm, hopefully I'm going to land the plane on what I'm trying to say here. Uh, Paquita from Milwaukee. Uh, and first, the song is about Jesus. Pro- that's insane. Uh, <laughs> Nick from Memphis argues that this song is about George W. Bush and their attempted annexation of England. <laughs> what? Paquita, Paquita from Milwaukee gets pretty mad about this. Uh, this is just I'm reading from this message okay. board. Uh, Joey from North Barrington, Illinois, um, gets mad at Paquita for making the song is for saying the song is religious and then makes fun of Nick's spelling. <laughs> um, like message board behavior. Song facts user 69 and so fine from French Lake, Indiana. <laughs> he found my account. <laughs> uh, likes the song, but blames George W George senior for the war in the middle East. And I think he's kind of right. HW Bush. He ran the CIA. That's very true. I, uh, Quick side note: I do think this song is a little bit about uh, George Senior's war on the Middle East, um, and or I guess George W's war on the Middle East, and how it's George a continuation Senior. of it. Yes, yes. Um, he uses horrible grammar; it's almost uh, unreadable. Okay. Um, then Sarah from w- Warminster, Pennsylvania, says everyone in the song is wrong, or everyone uh, on this message board is wrong. This song is about Patrick's brother Kevin accidentally cutting him with a Swiss Army knife, and Kevin giving Patrick a twenty dollar bill, not to say anything about it to their parents. But that's not a nosebleed. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Dalton from Chesterfield, South Carolina, calls uh, Paquita a douchebag. <laughs> Paquita's just getting d- destroyed. Just on. Um, and then we have one final post. Nikita from Dublin, Ireland. And this is the this is the real money shot here. I'm going to read their post. This is my favorite. Fo- this is my favorite song by my favorite band, Fallout Boy. Rocks, socks, and cocks. 2009 and forever. I love them and will always love them. Fallout Boy till the day I die. XX. So why am I reading you all these just horrendous message board comments? Yes. Ghost and uh, Shadow in Plain Sight. This is the what I'm reduced to. This is the we kind need of you. I need you. Please, if anyone knows this guy, uh, have him reach out to us. Uh, Ooh, you, our first guest, maybe. Yeah, I love this guy, and he did such a good job of curating kind of a forum for Fallout Boy fans to talk. Um, and, 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 uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Nikita, uh, Nikita from Dublin Island is not, does not have the same standards that you have. Rocks, socks, and cocks. <laughs> so there you go. That's my little tangent about, uh, the Fall Out Boy internet space. Okay. Uh, my other note, I like the horn section, <laughs> but this song is fine. Um, yeah, I'll reach out to Shadow and Plain Sight from the account as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll see if we can get them, uh, maybe like a little Q and A session on the show, put it on there. Um, but yeah, do you want anything else for $20 nosebleed? Yeah, I have another massive tangent oh, to go okay, on. yeah, go. <laughs> I, I'm going to go smoke then. Yeah, you should. Um, what's the lyric? Uh, okay, so here's the lyric. 
Uh, have you ever wanted to disappear and join a monastery or go out and preach on a manic street? Uh, this one of the things this song is about is this guy Richie Edwards, who is in a band called Manic Street Preachers, who mysteriously disappeared February first, nineteen ninety five, on the cusp of them about to like sign their like major deal and maybe become like a massive band. Uh huh. They're from like Ireland or something like that. I think they're Welsh. Okay. Just, so they're not. Uh, they're not from fucking Ireland. They're Welsh. They're from Wales. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he just mysteriously disappeared and was uh assumed dead. In 2008. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read you um, all the details about his uh, disappearance because I chose to read you uh, several comments from a message board. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So I will not also waste the time of reading you the details. It is incredibly interesting. Okay. I highly suggest anyone go and just read about uh, Richie Edwards. That's Yeah, Richie Edwards and his disappearance. He pulled out money from his bank account the morning he, he, he disappeared. Oh, so it was like planned. Probably. It was definitely planned, but he just... But He's off the grid. Yes. You've always wanted to go off the grid. Oh, I love the idea of going off the grid. <laughs> Especially after I listened back to this episode and have to listen to my talk, myself talk for 10 minutes about a mess, um, some weird message board. I'm like, oh, I should just go off the grid <laughs> I and never... Just stop being around people from now on. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have to say about this song. I, I really... Uh, really did a lot of deep diving. Hey, I'm happy song. for it. That means less work for me. So, <laughs> and it being 420, and I'm already three drinks in. I'm glad that you're here. I'm, I'm, I appreciate everything you do for this show. I look, look. I give you shit. I say, oh, you just show up. Oh, I don't say that. I don't say that to your face. I just say, like, I say it behind doors. No, I'm just joking. But no, you do a lot of good work, and you do have a lot of notes, and I appreciate you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go right into West Coast Smoker? Oh my god! I keep um. You keep eating ice and then spinning it back into your fucking cup. I've done it like three times. Yeah, I know. I, I watch you do it. I watch your lips just quiver and like ice falls out. <laughs> yeah, let's go into the last song of the, right. of the record. West Coast Smoker, track thirteen. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> the song sucks. <laughs> hey, Pete wanted it to be the final song. It's got so many mm-hmm. deep significance. Yeah, uh, I, I have no. Uh, this is a lot like Twenty Seven. I have no notes. I think we kind of went. It has out. the same vibes as Twenty Seven, yeah. though. You're right. Honestly, we kind of. I think we we kind of already did our analysis for this song when we were talking about what to catch Donnie because mm-hmm. it, it's it's a really boring song. I don't know what they saw in this in this making this the the last song of the record. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I I feel like it's like an afterthought where they're just like, hey, we need to have like a a higher energy song because it's yeah. you know it's a higher mm-hmm. energy song, as like the final like exclamation point of the album. I don't know. Um, there's a scene. Uh, there's a one of my notes here is uh, the bulls. So I, I there's like a, I'm trying to find the lyric for it. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. Uh, the bulls are sedated and the night's fixed. The fight's fixed. Mm. Is that more of a reference to bull fighting, or is it the fact that they're from Chicago? Chicago yeah, I was. Bulls. Yeah, uh, no. What's that? There's like a uh, bulls is like a Wall Street thing too, huh? The yeah, the, well, yeah, the bulls and bears or something. Yeah, bulls and bear cycle. We're in a bear cycle right now. Are we? Yeah. When when the stock market is down, it's a bear. You're always up. in a, a bear cycle. You you Excuse bear. Me? <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think the song's very good. It's very meh. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a song with the, the spoken word breakdown? Uh, no. Is that twenty dollars nosebleed? Yeah, that has the, the spoken. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, we sorry, we didn't have any time to talk about that. We didn't touch I... on that because you were going over <laughs> message board <laughs> posts. Um, yeah, West Coast Smoker. I don't know, man. I hate the name. I hate kind of like kind of everything it kind of stands mm. for. Um, not a good ender for that for the album. No, it does have uh, uh, Debbie Harry on it. Is she on this? Yeah. Oh, she like uh, it's kind of like a lot like the Little Wayne where like she, her her vocal she, like Patrick's kind of singing over her, right? So you don't really even hear it. When, interesting. I feel like yeah, especially like on What I Catch Donnie when when Elvis Costello sings, you can't really tell that it's Elvis Costello because I feel like he's sort of singing in Patrick style a little bit. Yes, and I, I, I thought that's sort thing. of this here is where you kind of you can't really tell it's Debbie Harry because she's layering it in with with Patrick. She definitely does not like dominate the recording. It's hard right. to tell that it's her. Um, the only actual note I have for this song is, have you ever read the lyrics to Blondie's Rapture? No. Uh, the, the, that song is about an alien coming down and shooting someone in the head and then the person and the alien eating cars. <laughs> so it's like Debbie Harry's on a Coke binge yes. right now. She just wrote this song. <laughs> it, and it is not a joke. Uh, Interesting. It, it is actually what that song is about. The, the, an alien and a human being eating cars. Okay, that's weird. And that'll tie a knot on that's West Coast Fallout Smoker. Boy's 2008 record, Follow You Do. Uh, one of my other notes is, uh, this is rock star shit. I know that we don't like rock star shit normally. Yeah. Uh, you have had some weird change of heart, and you're just like, I love rock star <laughs> shit now. I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> that's good um, singing, right? Yeah, that was, that was really good. Mm-hmm. We should start a band. Yeah, <laughs> call it Fallout Boy. <laughs> yeah, um... West Coast Smoker, not one of my favorites. Um, Fuck you, West Coast Smoker. You suck. Yeah, if you don't have anything else, we can go take it. We could start a break, and then yes. we can kind of go right into our, our rankings. You want to do that? Yeah, let's start the break. Let's finish the break, and let's go into our rankings and tie a knot in this episode. All right. Well, we'll cut it here, and then we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. We took we took a, we took a cold shower after yeah. that after that segment. Ooh together yes <laughs> there's a lot to take in you know this record is you know life-changing for us so <laughs> yeah i guess i mean i guess so life is always changing that's true um we're ready to do our uh like rankings for like favorite songs in order yeah so as right? you guys know we'll uh we'll go from the least favorite track to the most favorite track anytime we have a song that matches for both of our positions we take a drink yes uh, make you want to tell them what's in your drink right now uh, same thing. Oh, okay. It's just a bunch of Evan Williams. I mixed uh, some mezcal tequila with uh, a grapefruit soda and Ooh. a ginger beer. It's wow. not good. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, those flavors don't mix together well. No, I don't right. say that. So we'll go from track 13, your least favorite track. You ready? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, my least favorite song is West Coast Smoker. That's close. Uh, I Don't Care is my, fa- my least favorite track. Wow. Yeah. You don't mean that. I do mean that. My number 12 song is Whams. Number 12 song, West Coast Smoker. <laughs> uh, number 11, $20 Nosebleed. <laughs> We're very close. Number 11, Whams. <laughs> I want to say I, I feel bad about putting $20 Nosebleed that low. Moving on. Number 10, Tiffany Blues. Number 10, 27. Uh, number 9, Head First Slide. Wow, okay. Number 9, America's Sweethearts. Uh, number 8, 27. Number 8, Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes. Really? Yeah. Number 7, America's Sweethearts. Number seven, $20 nosebleed. Uh, number six, I don't care. Number six, Tiffany Blues. Number five. Just, I don't care that highly? I do, yeah. That's crazy. It's okay. the top half of the record for me. All right. Uh, number five, She's My Winona. Number five, Head First Slide. Number four, What a Catch Donnie. Number four, Shift Gold Standard. 
Number three, coffees for closers. Coffees for closers. All right, we got one. Ah! Oh, yeah, baby. I didn't think we were going to get one Mm -mm. on this episode. It feels like we always get one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the gold standard. Number two, she's my Winona. And number one, uh, disloyal order of the water really? buffalo. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Number mm-hmm. one, what I catch Donnie for me. I respect that. Here, here's my my uh, my here my thought process on it. Okay. Any song on a Fallout Boy album passed from under the cork tree. Okay. That would make me feel emotional. Like that's mm-hmm. probably the most important song on that album for me. It definitely. I I wrestled with this one too. I have uh, like. I kind of, when I rank these, I will put them in the tiers, and yeah. What I Catch Johnny is in the highest tier. It just, I kind of, when push came to shove, it was my lowest of the highest tier. I get that. So, uh, uh, putting Speaking of tears, uh, What I Catch Johnny almost had me in tears. Yeah, I'm, we're crying right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, I'm surprised. We I feel like we always kind of have that dichotomy of, like, we have a lot of songs that are close, mm-hmm. but the songs that are at the top half are usually at the bottom half for me for, mm. for each other. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, do you want to go over final thoughts for fully adieu? adieu? Yeah. Let's, let's tie a knot on it. Um, I think that they really probably don't consider themselves a pop punk band at all in this record. They are like, they are just a rock band mm-hmm. with soul and R and B influence. And I'm fine with that. And I also think that over the last two records, they dabble in that. They like, they yeah. kind of are like, you know, uh, what's the, what's the one, one foot in the bathtub, one foot out where they're like noncommittal to like being right. Like, right. Very noncommittal. Yeah. Like trying to be like, we're still like your little scene emo mm-hmm. pop punk guys, but we also want to do other things. I think pretty much almost entirely. They're just not doing that in this record. Um, they're taking a lot of swings. They, uh, uh, really just kind of committing to like arena rock and roll, classic yeah. rock influence, the the Michael Jackson, R&B. Um, I'm not even sure there's a genre for what they're doing now. It's just kind of rock and, and a bunch of other influences. I yeah. appreciate and respect what they're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. My One of my biggest criticisms is this record is a little boring at times. There's a lot of times where I'm just like, I'm not incredibly interested in what's going on. But when they hit, it is really interesting. Okay. Um, I like the record and I, uh, uh, this is the first time, uh, even at times during from under the cork tree, uh, I'm like, what is, what are we going for here? What are, what is the vision? I think this is the first record since take this to your grave where there's a clear vision. Um, okay. And I think it helps the band a little bit. Okay. Uh, not to compare it to other records too much. I think Infinity on High suffers from this a lot, mm-hmm. where they're like a little bit pop punk, a little bit of like seven other genres. Right. Um, this one, they they found a way to kind of like cohesively be all these genres at the same time. We are kind of just a rock band. Right. And going forward, that's what we do. And it works mostly. Mm-hmm. It works. A little boring, but it works. Okay. Those are my thoughts. I... I agree with like half of what you're saying. Like I, so the right half, <laughs> uh, I don't think that it works. I feel like you're right. They do try a lot of different things, but I don't think it's cohesive. Um, but I do also agree that the fact that you're like saying like they have thrown out any kind of like preconceived notions that they're still a pop punk band. Mm-hmm. There is almost no pop punk influence in this album where I feel like you do still get that with infinity on high. Um, that also being said, I think that Folia Do, I mentioned this earlier, that it's probably the closest Fall Out Boy has ever gotten to a concept album, and I, I have to respect them for even like going for it. 
I don't think that it works all the time. I don't, and so it's, it's weird. Like you, I think you touch on one point and I, I agree with it. And then I disagree with the next point. Cause I don't think that this song is very, this album is very boring in the middle. Like, um, I think that we saw it really clearly on, uh, so much for stardust that there's a very boring part in the middle. I don't think that that, that happens in this album. I think that it starts. Okay. The middle is good. And then the end is okay. Like it's not, it, it doesn't stay boring for any long amount of time. And the, the, the tracking is actually, I would think is better than their other albums. Yes. Um, but they do try a lot of weird things like, you know, a lot of musical theory things like reprises. Uh, they have a lot of deeper lyrics. Uh, they do a lot of vocal layering. Mm-hmm. So I can't knock them for trying all this very ambitious stuff. It just doesn't hit for me as uh, well as like Infinity on High did. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll say the stuff that I said that you agree with, great, and the stuff you didn't agree with, fuck you. I don't care. To, <laughs> okay. to quote Fallout Boy, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, do you want to give? Do you, do you have like a number ranking that you want to give this? I can give it a ranking. It's hard to do that. Like to get like who 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 like it confidently say like this is the, my number ranking for this record in terms of like any record. I would say that it would go well. The rankings thus far, I would go take this to your graves number one. Infinity on High is number two. Okay. Cork Tree is number three. And this is number four. Okay. Yeah. I think this is better than Infinity on High. Okay. That's your opinion. And Fuck I think you. it's more actualized than Under the Cork Tree. But I think I just like the songs on Front of the Cork Tree more. And fundamentally, so I like Under the Cork Tree more. Okay. That's your opinion, man. A little bit more mature. It is a bit more mature. Mm. Um, and I'm a mature man. Yes, you are. You're <laughs> 35. Uh, no, it's still very poppy, but I can see why it didn't appeal to me back mm-hmm. in... Oh eight, like I, I get like why two thousand and eight Eric was like, I'm I'm good. Yeah. But now as like a, a adult who can appreciate poppy stuff and be like, hey, it has its own merit, like this is a good album. How many Eric's out of ten do you give this? <sighs> I would say <sighs> this is like a like a six point five Eric's out of ten. Alright. What about you? How many mix? Probably seven point five. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. Um you want to wrap it up then? Yeah, we're done. Let's fucking wrap it up. Put the kibosh on it. Uh, uh, yeah, like that's the end of the Folly Ado era. Um, in the pre-hiatus era. We're now we're in the hiatus. Yes. And so, should we talk about next week? What yeah, are we gonna go do next? Yeah, go into next week. Next week will be the last episode of season one of From Under the Dork Tree. Yeah, we're bringing in three uh, three new people to kind of spice up the new season. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing in a cousin Oliver and, uh... and Louis is the cousin Oliver, and RoboCop <laughs> is the other one. Um, yeah, this is that will be the end of the the first season, but we're uh, there will be no break. It's just like we'll just go into the next episode yeah. the week after. Yeah, we'll still be here every week on we just, Saturdays. We just thought it'd be sound cool. It would sound cool to say this is the end of the first season. Yes, that, that, that you're right. That did sound cool. Uh, so yeah, we just think this is a good place to kind of reset. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they go on hiatus after this. We can, this is kind of in our minds, like the kind of the chapter one, the, you know, the act one of fallout boy. Yeah. So next week we're going to kind of reflect upon that. The act, the act one, we're going to reflect on what we've done in this podcast and we'll probably talk about a b- bunch of other random shit like we normally do. Yeah. It's like a, a like a little break yeah. for us and for you, the listener, you don't want to keep going. Like, I feel like the, the last four or five episodes have just been like a sort of like a train. Like we're just not stopping no breaks. It's like yeah. album <laughs> review, album review. And so, yeah, we're going to break it up for the listener a little bit and kind of be a little silly, I guess. Yeah. We have to go away and dream it all up again. <laughs> yeah. The dream factory. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, 
That's what we used to call the, the office studio. The dream oh, yeah. factory. Oh, I've, I've been calling it that. Oh, I call it the cream factory. Because yeah. my computer's right there. <laughs> um, on that note, do you want to give a little uh, promo to the to the Ko-Fi? Or yeah. whatever, money, whatever money laundering scheme you have going on with this podcast? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you and I, after this episode, we're going to open a joint bank account. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so we do have a Ko-Fi, which is a platform that creators use to donate, uh, get donations from their listeners. So if you'd like, if you think we do a good enough job to kind of give us a little tip, a little coffee, that's what they call it, mm-hmm. um, you can find us there. We also sell our stickers there, uh, just sort of a platform for us to not have to listen to DMs and say, like, hey, send me a sticker. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find two of our stickers there. I think we're working on some more merch as well. Um, I've got the link in the show notes and also it's our, our social media. So if you're on our link, social media, you can look at our link tree. We've got our Ko-Fi link there. And uh, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, we are at DorkTreePod and on Twitter at Grand Theft Potum. If you have any kind of listener mail or suggestions or critiques, you can send us an email at DorkTreePod at gmail.com. And uh, Mick, do you want to take us out? Yeah, you know, we've really curated some beautiful memories in these in, uh, this first era of Fall Out Boy. And I'd like to send a... You'd like to thank me. I'd like to send a sincere thank you and I love you to Joe Truman. What about me? From all of us at From Under the Dork Tree. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Thank you for the memories, and we will see you next thank week. Thank you for the memories. I love you, Joe. Joe Truman is lame. <laughs>